With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare what's up this your boy la duval and check out my podcast conversations with unk on the black effect podcast network each and every tuesday conversations with unk podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness unlike my work on stage i tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement yet remind folks to never forget to laugh every tuesday listen to conversation with unk hosted by lil duval on the black effect podcast network iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. Well, the Colts and the Cowboys are in. Nagy and Trubisky look for their first playoff win. And the Bolts hit the road behind Anthony Lynn. Here we go. It is wild card weekend in the National Football League. And kickoff is upon us right here. Live in the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes. Could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. Normally, we count them up right now, Rich. Uh, but today, we have one. Yeah, that's we, it. We have a game. That's all. We have a game, and I have a feeling that you and I, who host a radio show every single day in San Diego, California, might have a thing or two to say about this one. Yeah, th- it, it helps that I also uh, I played with the Chargers for a couple of oh, years. Oh, then there's that. Uh, you know, I'll be able to talk about some of the guys who who, who I played with, namely Philip Rivers, who, by the way, is having uh, such a composed season. And when I say that, I'm not talking about his statistics. I'm not talking about all the things everybody talks about when they talk about elite-level quarterback play. I'm talking about the intangibles, the things that you can't really quantify on a stat sheet that I've noticed this season about his gameplay. And there has been a little bit of unraveling as the season has gone on this last quarter, say, of this season, last four games. You can see some of the old habits dying hard, interceptions, trying to force things, not all his fault. However, I I will say this, this season has been a, a, a marked change in his behavior at the line of scrimmage, there isn't as much arguing. He doesn't seem yep. as, as distracted. He's taking what the defense is giving him. He's not forcing throws into double and triple coverage. And I think that's the reason, part of the reason why they've had so much success. It's been a steadier, a more deft hand through this season as the Chargers make their way into the wild card round. Although it does feel like what you're talking about has taken a momentary break the last few weeks. A lot of first quarter interceptions 
And, you know, you talk about taking what the defense gives him. To me, it's the entire key to today. I actually still believe, and so does Vegas, based on the spread, that all things considered on an equal or, uh, you know, on an unbiased field, the Chargers are a better team than the Ravens. Uh, Not by much, uh, but by a little bit. And therefore, even though they lost a couple of weeks ago when they played, you look at this one today, and and I would say, look, the, the guy on the other side is playing in whatever it is, his seventh or eighth game. It's his first playoff game. That's a different deal. He's going to have to make some plays. Make him do that with a long field. The number one thing I'm looking at today, Phillip Rivers, do not turn the ball over. Punting is okay. You will not need a lot of points to win this game. Do not give Lamar Jackson and the best kicker in the game a short field. Well, and that's exactly where games like this so tight on the spread and and when you look at some of the – it's all intangibles, right? That's football. But when you think about turnovers and you think about special teams, when a game is close on the sheets, when you look at them and you say, yeah, yeah, pound for pound, these are two heavyweight fighters with the same reach around the same uh, uh, height – yeah, you know, there's no distinct advantage either way. So who do we give this one to? You give it to the team who goes out there and plays more disciplined football and makes a big play or two in special teams. Whether that's going to be a 56-yard field goal, whether that's going to be a big return, whether it's great punting, a really underrated part of games, the field position battle. So if your punter has a great day in this game, especially in the weather, is permitting that yep, yep. beautiful 50-degree sunny weather in Baltimore. It's actually prettier in Baltimore right now than it is in L.A. So either coast, wherever they played this game, they would have gotten perfect football weather. So, yeah, the special teams game is going to play a huge role in this one as it does in most tight evenly matched matchups. Well, there's Ray Lewis out there on the field in the end zone doing the Ray Lewis dance, this time doing it in a sport coat. Yeah. A little bit different feel and a vibe. However, uh, Ray Lewis never misses a a chance to uh, make sure the attention is on him, uh, even though he's not on the field anymore in this matchup. What a moment. They love him here in Baltimore. (laughs) I got to tell you, like – it, when, in Baltimore, they love of them some Ray. Well, why wouldn't they? And, yeah. And, yeah. And, and so anything, anything you can do to generate enthusiasm from your fan base, wow, the flags are pinned it right now above the windy. stadium. Yeah, it is It is clear. It is sunny. I'm not going to say it's warm. Close, it's not clo- warm. Closed bowl, though. Let's see what the goalposts look like when we get a shot. Yeah, they're pretty calm. Yeah, they're pretty calm. Uh, the Ravens will have the ball first, and they will be going – with the wind, and they get to about the 21-yard line. That's where Lamar Jackson will start. So let's talk about him for a minute. We saw him when he first came into the league about a month and a half ago, and for a moment it was like, ooh, okay, yeah, you can run. We knew that. Throwing the ball not so good. It's gotten better each week. He's been viable. He only lost one football game. That was that game at Kansas City, which actually they kind of had for a moment, and the Chiefs kind of had a miracle play on a fourth down to Tyreek Hill, ended up winning the game in overtime, but how is today different than all the other starts that he's had so far? Well, the playoffs are different. I don't know how to explain it other than everybody just presses so much harder. Uh, the level of, of you know, I, I it's just so dire. And on the opening play, he takes a, a planned quarterback rollout to the right, and Derwin James in this defense for the Chargers is all over him as I begin talking about the level of play to expect to see today. Yeah, however, the real credit there for me goes to Joey Bosa. That was a read option. He made the right read and pushed Lamar Jackson uh, sideways out to the sideline where Derwin James 
gobbled him up for a loss of one. So they, if they make good decisions on the read option like that, it's going to be a tough day for Lamar. Well, absolutely, and that's how you defeat a, an option team is when you have one player who's able to defend two things because what the option does is it basically leaves one man on blo- unblocked and it adds a blocker for you in the offense. So, yeah, if Joey Bosa runs upfield and plays the quarterback, well, you know, you're going to see an inside handoff and the play is going to be under defended inside for the run. But if he finds a way to shuffle his feet and keep him from handing the ball off while simultaneously playing the quarterback on the keeper, you're going to string it out to the sideline and help is on its way. And that's exactly what happened on play one. So third and six for Lamar Jackson, who will be out of the shotgun. So this is a passing down, and these are the downs I'm going to be interested in today. Can Lamar make throws uh, when he has to? And he does right there with a nice completion to Willie Sneed for about 10 yards, and they move the sticks. Yeah, look, they played zone. They tried to make a picket fence there by the, uh, the, the first down yardage marker, and Sneed sat down right between two close defenders and that was a strike, and th- and that's that's an early throw with a lot of conviction. So that bodes well for Lamar Jackson in the Ravens' offense. Yeah, I, I tell you what, one thing you do notice about Lamar, and, and again, it's increased every week, um, is uh, confidence. And and this is something I think you know. Look, we're across the other side of the nation. I've never met Lamar Jackson. I don't cover that team, but there are certain things I feel like you can see through a TV set. Uh, in, in terms of body language, yep. and, and I'll make points about both of these teams with that. A, Lamar Jackson is is not afraid of the moments. He's not afraid of the NFL when a lot of people thought he should be. And here's my other comment. The Chargers' body language is always better when they're on the road. Yes. It is always better when they're outside of Los Angeles, and so I expect the better version of them today as well. No, I completely agree with you. Six in a row on the road, eight and oh. This season, whenever they're in a plane, they they Correct. win the ball game. That's so right. on the other side of a plane tr- <laughs> a plane flight, they'll win every game, right? So th- that's interesting to note. And the reason why you say that they're away, their record is seven and one. They played in Los Angeles, which is a car ride to the Coliseum for them. Now in LA to face the Rams, and that was their sole loss on the road record. And they, they, and they had a home game in London. And they so had a home game yeah, in they London. they got on so the plane flight there, and eight, they won that game. 8-0 when they take a plane, but Lamar Jackson is composed, and it's eerily so for a rookie. Uh, but, yeah, there's no doubting the Chargers' comfort away from – Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Look <laughs> at this play. So, third and five, Lamar ends up now. It's going to be incomplete, and they'll punt. But that was – a huge break for Baltimore as he was scrambling behind the pocket. The ball got knocked loose. He fumbled. It was on the ground for a good two count. One charger had a shot at it, didn't get it. Lamar gets it back, rolls out, throws incomplete. Uh, there's been a lot of talk about his ball security. And, again, we already talked about turnovers and how they'll play a role today. You know, you watch him and you watch Deshaun Watson and you see two things that are very similar in their play. And I was watching this closely during their wild card game yesterday, the Texans. When Deshaun and Lamar run with the football, they carry it like a loaf of bread. They do. Uh, and so in pocket, when they're scrambling, when they get outside, when they're getting downfield, it's rare that you see them tuck it away before they're beyond five yards of the line of scrimmage. And that's risky, man, because Fumbles, interceptions, it doesn't matter how the defense get their hands on the ball. As long as they're recovering and they have a possession for their offense, that's all that matters to them. So 
Yeah, you better tuck that in when you decide to run. You better hold it close to your chest when you're keeping the play alive in the pocket. I've always wondered about that comment about how they carry it like a loaf of bread because I actually don't carry a loaf of bread that way. Like, you know, a loaf of bread is usually in a bag. And I carry it by the top well, of the bag. That, that's exactly I mean, what it is. Yeah. Like, imagine if you were holding an, an Italian loaf. You like know it, what I mean? You would hold it right down the middle. I feel like it's how you carry, like, a can of beans. You know, like you just carry the can of beans. Like you put your hand around the side of it and you just carry around the can of beans. Maybe this expression came along before they, like, put <laughs> loaves of bread in bags. Yeah, it's a little old style. Yeah, like yeah. Who, I mean, who goes actually to the bakery and buys the actual loaf of bread so fresh that it's not even in a bag. People say long in the tooth. I've never judged anything by length of teeth. So, you know, yeah, That's I mean, thing. maybe this is something that uh, in antiquity made more sense. We're about to see your former teammate, Philip Rivers, take the field. A lot more on that coming up as Red Zone Radio continues. We will go through some of the games that happened yesterday for sure. We will get you ready for Philadelphia and Chicago later on this afternoon as well. Stay with us, especially if it's a travel day for you. You're stuck in the car. Maybe you're still looking for some uh, refunds at the mall, whatever it is. We have you covered every step of the way today with Rich Hornberger, Mark Willard, Red Zone Radio, Fox Sports Radio. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. From a car landing on a roof to a car landing in a pool, we've covered it. Talk to farmers. We know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. Well, the Baltimore Ravens seem intent on playing Russian roulette today to start Ooh. the game. Ooh. This is their sixth play from scrimmage. The snap flies right over Lamar Jackson's head. They lose 15 yards, but they recovered it again. Second fumble of the game. 
and the Chargers have not been able to get it, and now they have their third fumble of the game, and the Chargers do have this one. Adrian Phillips, did the officials call it a fumble? I believe that they did, but we yes, they did. The Chargers have the ball in the red zone. Seven plays, three fumbles for the Baltimore Ravens. This one, not Lamar Jackson. This one goes to the running back. I'm not sure which Dixon. one. That's Dixon. Yeah. Yeah, Dixon. He he grabbed it from Lamar and then was hit. By uh, Melvin Ingram in the backfield. Yeah. and fumbled it. Okay, so look, this is edge pressure. They're crashing hard down from the defensive ends. Wow. And, and it was Bosa and Melvin Ingram both making contact with Dixon in the backfield. Melvin high, Bosa low. Melvin got his hand, ripped the arm uh, on the ball side, and it comes loose. So Adrian Phillips picks up. They retain possession on the 15 going in. Chargers uh, alerting play now as Phillip Rivers has first and 10. All right, so they take over at their 15. We'll keep you up to date. The first play, a handoff to Melvin Gordon that's going to go for about four yards down to the 11. In your opinion, in a situation like this, how important is six versus three? I know any points in a game like this, we've talked about that, are gold. Uh, by the way, flag down on that first down play. We'll let you know what it is. But uh, when you're given that short of a field, and in this kind of a situation, how important is six versus three? I wrote a tweet last night, and it's about what you need to do against young quarterbacks, and this is how it goes. What you absolutely need to do is get an early lead, get pressure, spy and contain that quarterback, and stop the run. And so if you you have an opportunity, there's, I mean, no lead safe with as an explosive sure. a playmaker as Lamar Jackson is. But if you have an opportunity to go up six here, it is of dire consequence if you don't. But any lead is great. Any lead. Well, and now it's first and goal because there was a personal foul on the Ravens after the run. So move it half the distance down to the six, and the Chargers will have first and goal for Phillip Rivers, who is playing one of the most important games of his career right now. There's no question. Gordon will get the first down carry and get down to the four. Second and goal coming up. From the four, we now know where the winner of this game is going. They will go to New England. Uh, I think, uh, you know, obviously you can't look past this particular game, but we've talked about it this week how Philip Rivers, in his illustrious career, does not really have any signature moments and signature wins. Yeah. Signature moment was playing on a torn ACL in New England, but they lost the game. Um, a win today, an opportunity to go slay a dragon like New England next week. It's really an opportunity for him to give some people some memories they don't currently have. Yeah, there's no question about it. I remember when I was playing with the Chargers, we won a wild-card round game in 2013, and he had an opportunity to beat Peyton Manning with Denver at home in Denver. And uh, we came up short that day in the divisional round as Melvin Gordon takes it down to around the two-yard yeah, line. Yeah, maybe even down to the one. Yeah, it's going to be third and goal. Let's see where they mark that. Uh, Gordon got a good push here on the right side. And, uh, yeah, he's yeah, call it the one and a half. It's just short of the one-yard line. Uh, and so uh, third down, and although Melvin Gordon yeah. limps off the field. And this, uh, in fact, he doesn't even get off the field, and he is holding the left knee. Remember uh, that about five, six weeks ago, he had a significant uh, MCL sprain, which caused him to miss two football games, including uh, the one at, uh, at Kansas City. And then uh, last week, playing in a game that didn't end up mattering much in Denver, uh, he suffered an ankle sprain that he seems to have worked through. This one looks more like the knee than the ankle. Yeah, it, it definitely does. And, and MCLs are tricky things. I've played on torn MCLs 
uh, throughout my career, mm. you know, at just varying levels, right? You, you get a great two tear. It's not all the way through a great three. Well, that'll be your season. And so they got his legs splayed out on the field right now, and the training staff is circled around him. And, uh, look, the, the, the knee, it, it's different for everybody. I mean, there's some players – who throughout their careers, I mean, would amaze you what they're able to play through. We were just talking about Phillip Rivers on a torn ACL, able to play and have a good game in a playoff game against New England. So for Melvin Gordon, different position running back, as we all know, when when you're missing that lateral ability, the ability to plant sharply and change directions, it's a, it's a key to the position. And so that'll uh, that'll factor here if they keep him in, if he's injured still. But they have depth at the position. Justin yes, Jackson, uh, running back out of Northwestern, rookie who filled in for him Sunday night against the Steelers after the injury, that Thursday nighter, both in wins Kansas on the road. City. Yeah, the, the, the Pittsburgh game, obviously – I, uh, you know, he, uh, he, he factored into that one largely in the, in the second half, the Kansas city game, he was the starting running back. They yes. won in Arrowhead with Justin Jackson and Austin Eckler is active today. It was questionable all week. He's, he's out there and available as well. And yeah, so Justin Jackson third on the depth chart behind Austin Eckler, who, uh, you know, had a neck injury that, that led to Justin Jackson scoring, uh, his first career touchdown against the Pittsburgh Steelers on the road in Pittsburgh Sunday night football. And then, you know, as you mentioned, the Thursday nighter against Kansas City with a game between. Yeah, this is a team that's been tested in the offensive backfield. You could say the same for Baltimore. We'll see what happens with this Melvin Gordon injury. Will it factor greatly? I'll tell you where it will in the passing game because he's clearly elite when it comes to getting out. Uh, They can split him out. They can line him up in the slot. He's the most experienced back in this offense. And so that says something in the playoffs. Trust me, experience matters. But um, the depth of this position has been tested this season, and it has it has proved to be of value. It's not a death blow now. You also start to think about, you know, not just today. If they're able to win, uh, is Melvin Gordon able to play next week? Uh, you know, if you are going to go to New England, you, yeah. you'd like to be <laughs> full strength Boy, yeah. for a football game like that. So, uh, also, let's go into the mind of Anthony Lynn right now. And Gordon is off the field. He's walking under his own power, but he's headed to the locker room. And I'll say he's walking slowly yes. uh, with a significant limp. This does not look like uh, yeah, this does not MCL. look like the, the the type of a guy uh, or type of a situation where uh, all of a sudden he's going to be able to fly back out on the field. I'm not optimistic about today after yeah. after watching that. It's third and goal here for the Chargers as they get set up, and Phillip Rivers is under center, and it is Austin Eckler behind him. And he will get it, and he will not get there. He'll lose a yard. So what I was going to say is let's go into the mind of Anthony Lynn, being where you are on the field. If you don't get it on third down, are you doing field goal or going for it right here? I know what I would do. What would you do? I'd kick the field goal. I would too. Yeah. I, again, you know, you want as as big of a lead as you can because Lamar Jackson, he could get this offense going. They can stretch the field with his arm. Hmm. Uh, they, they, you know, they they <laughs> did, do. did. we badly miss a face mask penalty there? Yeah, that was Austin uh, pretty, Eckler's head got spun around like a bobble. That's pretty obvious. Yeah, you know, playoffs though, especially near the goal line, count on that. Yeah, referees, officials, they don't want to get in the way of a scoring play. Uh, the Chargers will go for three. Michael Badgley will split the uprights. The Chargers have a 3 nothing advantage. It might have felt different if Eckler had even, let's say, gained a half yard. Like if we we're inside the one, you know, maybe you go for it. He ended up almost all the way back at the three. I think that's the smart move. As you said, points are gold today. So they do get the three. I'll also say this. 
Now, if Melvin Gordon is gone for the day, um, this is just me, and I know you and I don't necessarily see this exactly the same way. If I was going to go on third and goal with a handoff up the middle like they did, I would have gone with Justin Jackson. I would not have gone with Austin Eckler. When Melvin Gordon is out, what I love seeing the Chargers do is inject Jackson into the Gordon role and let Eckler stay in his role, which is third down, change of pace, catch passes out of the backfield. When Eckler has had opportunities to sort of take a one role and be a traditional straight ahead in between the tackles running back, he he's not had a lot of success this year. Well, you know, I I don't I don't disagree because that's true. I just think that a lot of what we're seeing is when when Melvin Gordon isn't in there, you see a lot less respect for the passing game when they're in certain sets. Now you go too tight one back, you sort of do have to still protect the pass with Melvin Gordon back there because he's such a versatile back with Eckler back there. Not as much. He's not as big of a danger in the passing game from those run uh, sets. So I think you crowd the line of scrimmage, especially at the goal line. But, yeah, no, the production hasn't been there. I'm actually a little surprised that they didn't decide to pass Maybe it. Maybe throw the ball. On, yeah. on, on a guy's first run from scrimmage in his second year, first ever playoff game as Austin Eckler uh, is – in, I mean, giving him the the first carry near the goal line, that, that's a big moment. Oh, and against this defense. Right. I mean, this so, is a stout, up-the-middle defense. Let's tell Phillip Rivers, hey, if it ain't open, throw it out the back of the end zone there you go. and we'll kick the field goal. Yeah, yeah. Let's rip Anthony Lynn. Yeah, that was his fault, uh, 100%. <laughs> well, no, no Wizen no. Hunt's the play caller. <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah. That was where, Okay, so the Ravens have to feel thrilled right now. They just ran their ninth play. They fumbled three times, and the Chargers – Got all the way to the one yard line. However, it's only three to nothing. Oh yeah, I mean yeah, it yeah. could be. I mean, it honestly could be fourteen zip right now. Well, the conversation I'm having with Lamar Jackson, if I'm Harbaugh, is I go, hey, listen, we got it out of the way. You know what I mean? This is yeah, we Your get it. We're are in the over. playoffs, yeah. but you've done this a million times. Okay, snap out of it. Let's play football. So <laughs> I expect to see this drive be more clean. All right, they start at their own nineteen, second and six right now, and in fact, only a yard on that run play. So immediately. A third and medium for the Ravens coming up. Let's get David Gascon into the conversation as well with an update on everything going on out and about. Good morning, sir. Good morning, gentlemen. How are you doing? I, I missed you yesterday. Yeah, I missed you too. What the I, heck were you doing? I was here. What were you doing, man? Uh, what were you doing, David? Doing some college basketball. Okay, who won? Uh, UC Davis Okay. <laughs> what <Where> they play? <laughs> uh, UC Riverside. All right, huge game. Yeah, okay. yeah. Okay. All right, good stuff. I was I was compelled to look at Andrew Luck uh, via the the mobile app to see what was going on. That yeah, that was. <laughs> yeah, well, that game was over quick, man. I mean, I know that Houston sort of pretended to stay around in the second half, but my gosh, the Colts boat raced him in the first quarter and a half. I don't have a cell phone holder for my car, so what I do is I put the phone sideways. Yes. I had the app on. I put it right in my center console. So I'm looking at like my my odometer, miles per hour, and then, of course, Andrew Luck going up and down the field. <laughs> That's the luxury about living at, from an event about 80 miles away. Yeah. You're stuck in traffic. You can watch a, a game for a little while. Well, so. uh, two things. I, uh, I do the same thing where I jam the phone in the steering wheel. And uh, secondly, now I know what to get, uh, get you for your birthday this year. Yeah. <laughs> so. There you go. Beautiful, Making beautiful. Making it easy for yeah. all of us. Yeah, no, no kidding, right? Guys, as you mentioned, Chargers and Ravens right now, it's 3 nothing Los Angeles, and I'll tell you how they got there. Second and 24. Pistol formation. Jackson hands it off. Another fumble, and this time the Chargers have recovered at the 15-yard line. Adrian Phillips recovers the fumble. 
first takeaway of the ball game, it goes to the Bolts. They lead 3-0. Do have some bad news, though, as Melvin Gordon was down on the field. He had to go to the locker room having his left knee examined right now. Baltimore has the football at second down and 10 as they are going out. Meanwhile, off the field, Chris Mortensen reporting the Vikings are not expected to hire Hugh Jacks as their next offensive coordinator. In Denver, Broncos haven't found a new head coach just yet, but they're blocking teams from interviewing Gary Kubiak who's still under contract with the organization as a senior personnel advisor. In college football, Buffalo quarterback Tyree Jackson has declared for the 2019 NFL Draft. In the NBA, Raptors guard Kyle Lowry questionable for today's game against the Pacers, but Kawhi Leonard is certainly out. He'll get some rest. Back to Mark and Rich in 10 seconds, but first a word from Farmers. From a dog accidentally flooding a living room to a dog taking a joyride, we've covered it. Talk to Farmers. We know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. We are Farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. I stuck the landing! Yeah, that a baby! Mark and Rich, back to you guys. Well done. <laughs> and the, the Chargers have stuck the landing as well. They sack Lamar Jackson on 3rd and eleven. Lamar does look a little bit discombobulated so far. He looks like a guy playing in his first playoff game, just a little hesitant, and the uh, the Charger pass rush is getting good pressure on him, so they'll punt from their own 31. Chargers already leading 3 to nothing. It's been a very good start for them. We're live in the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Now, that said... Uh, There is the news on Melvin Gordon, if you're just joining us, who walked to the locker room a short time ago, and now we've got additional information to pass along. This from our good friend, Dr. David Chow, who is the former Chargers team doctor, and now is at Pro Football Doc on Twitter, and does a really good job of taking different angles on TV, and at about a 97% rate, can, can kind of fast diagnose things and let you know what the likelihood is. Let's pass along to Desmond King with a really nice punt return for the Chargers, and they'll start this next drive in Ravens territory at the 43. But here's what Doc Chow says about Melvin Gordon. His first tweet, Melvin Gordon getting left knee checked out. Recent right knee MCL sprain is on the other side. So this is the new knee. This is not the injured knee. This is now the other knee. But he said at first, by video, it's a contusion. You hope he can return. Probably he's going to need to stay warm and loose on the sideline when the defense is on the field. But he follows up the tweet with this. A new angle shows worse news. The hit on Gordon with vulgus force, and now he's got an MCL sprain on both knees. Not good for the Chargers. Yeah, yeah. You know, when when you have that – well, so the, basically what he's describing – because I know exactly the angle he's talking about. It's the one where if I were going to try to diagnose with a very uneducated, non-medical opinion, just having seen a lot of sports injuries throughout a long career playing them, uh, when the knee is flexed the way it was, like a, a runner trying to make a cut, he landed, planted hard on that left foot, and a tackler hit him on the outside of his knee, pushing directly inside. There is nowhere for the pressure to go. Right. You can't relieve it in a natural movement for the knee. So a ligament has to give a little to make room for all that force. And what I mean by give is tear a little bit. Yeah. And sometimes yeah. it's a complete tear and sometimes it's a partial tear, but it has to tear because that's what the body does. It The weakest point goes. And when you get that force from the outside in Ugh. on your knee, the, the MCL is the, the ligament that carries all the burden. So uh, let's put it this way. It can be as bad as we won't see him again this game. 
It could be as good as with a tape job, a little ride on the bicycle, he could hop back into the game on the very next drive. It just depends on, first of all, his his ability uh, to stabilize his knee with an injury of that nature and how much pain he can play through, uh, as well as the severity of the injury. If it's completely torn, it's very difficult to play the running back position with a completely torn MCL. Obviously. Now, here is uh, some really bright side thinking. Let's put it out there sure. this particular way, uh, because I think it's kind of unlikely you're going to see him again today. Right. Based on the way he looked walking to the locker room, based on those tweets from Doc. Uh, but I'll say this. If the Chargers can find a way to win this game without him, and again, they're off to a great start. Late first quarter, up 3 nothing, and they have the ball in Baltimore territory at the 42 to start this next drive. Uh, you'd figure decent chance for them to maybe at least add three more right here if they can even just get maybe one first down. We'll see. You don't want to assume anything. Uh, there's a throw to Austin Eckler on the first down, and he'll uh, he'll break a tackle and gain maybe a couple of yards at the most. Uh, but if the Chargers could find a way to win this particular game, not only, of course, does it increase the likelihood we see Melvin Gordon again in the future of the playoffs, but the remainder of the playoffs, if the Chargers win today, really don't present any more great defenses. The AFC will not have any more left. Well, well, New, New England hang is. On. N- I, okay, what are you going to? Which team are you going to pick? The Indianapolis Colts. Now the Colts. Okay, <laughs> now there's a lot that has to happen for the Colts to play the Chargers. I, I, I realize that. And I was still, and I wouldn't even call that a great defense. They're I, playing. They're top, playing okay. Top ten against the run. I mean, if you look at their pass rush, it's as good as any we're seeing <laughs> in the playoffs currently. And if they play the Colts, they'd have to do it in that. Awful city for them called Los Angeles. Well, that's They'd right. They have to play at home. Oh no! They would they actually no chance to win at home in a twenty-seven thousand seat venue. <laughs> the AFC Championship game would be played, Can but again, imagine? but again, that Get means the Colts here. have to beat the Chiefs. The Chargers <laughs> have to beat the Ravens and the Patriots, and then they'd meet each other. But but I digress. The yeah. Colts are a good defense. So are the Chargers. But you're right. I think the Patriots and Chiefs. That, that those defenses. You know, I, I you could do some things with Justin Jackson if you had to against those teams. I think no doubt about it. Um, on a third and six, they'll come up short. However, they probably got close enough to consider three. Uh, they're at the 36, 53-yarder. This scares you a little bit on the field position thing that we were talking about. So it's a risk. I'd take it. What do you think? It is against the wind that you talked about. Yes, exactly right. Now, you know, when you're punting, uh, as we were talking about, yeah, this is what They're I was gonna about go to for say. It. They're going to go for the field goal. Yeah, so the field goal, because, again, the goal posts, the flags are calm. When you punt, you get into the upper decks with the right. punt, and so that could actually have more of an effect on a kick here. So I, I'd, I'd opt for the field goal as well. All right, 53-yarder. It's straight. Does it have wow. the leg? Absolutely it does. It cleared it by about two yards. It is good, and the Chargers – have a sum total ready for this now. They have a first down, and they got it on a penalty. And they've got two scores and lead six to nothing. Well, check it out. That's good. You, you're you're protecting the football. You haven't had a single turnover issue. Uh, when you're plus 50, you're scoring. That's two drives where you're over midfield and you scored. Now, the three and out hurts you on the first, but say it's jitters, whatever you want, and getting that close to the goal line and not getting in, yeah, that may come back to haunt you later in the game, sure. but you are surviving this day. And again, the level of pressure they're putting on Lamar Jackson, 
Baltimore, and this has forever been the makeup. Ozzie Newsome, John Harbaugh in Baltimore, the defense with Ray Lewis and the offense that was always just good enough to back them up through playoff runs and a Super Bowl win. What are they? Front runners. You hit a bully in the mouth. It is very easy to start capitalizing on the things that they don't do well. Limit Lamar Jackson to playing catch-up. You're going to have a great that's, day against the Ravens. That's exactly right. I think it's a great point. Uh, talked to Bucky a lot about this yesterday, about the idea of a rookie quarterback and not just or, – or even a quarterback like Deshaun Watson was yesterday playing his first playoff game. Bucky brought up something. He goes, it's not even just that these guys are young quarterbacks. It'll be true for Mitch Trubisky today later on as well. He said all three of them are at home. Yep. He goes, when you fall behind at home as a young quarterback – it gets real uncomfy real fast because you're supposed to win. The pressure builds. The crowd starts to get yeah. lumps in their throat. A little quiet. You yes. start to even hear some booing because the fans know we're going home too and this stinks. Right. Boy, I'll tell you, <laughs> it gets awfully uncomfortable when you start trailing at home yeah. and it's looking as ugly as it has for the Ravens so far. Six nothing Chargers, two scoring drives, and the team has a total of 20 yards. <laughs> <laughs> that's fun. That's exactly All the right. type of game I thought we yeah. were ready for. Low-scoring, heavy defense. Let's ride. All right, let's do it. We will continue to follow this one. Let's get a thought or two on what we saw yesterday as well with wins for the Colts and Cowboys. We'll do that coming up next with Rich Ornberger, Mark Willard on Fox Sports Radio. From a hot air balloon landing on a car to a load of concrete falling on one, we've covered it. Talk to farmers. We know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. All right, shows what we know. Guess who is uh, taking a handoff right now? It's Melvin Gordon. Now, he did lose two yards. <laughs> so wow. we'll see how it holds up, but... That's shocking that he's not only back, that he's back that fast. Yeah, you know, again, this really comes down to two things. The athlete's propensity for, for knee stability, and then also it being the playoffs. I'm sure he's thinking the same way everybody else is. Fans in the stadium, players on the field, coaches on the sideline. This, is, this may be the last time I play football in right. 2019. There's no way you're keeping me off this field. Tape it up, numb it up. Let's get going. I'm sure the Chargers will, even if he's back in the game, though, at some point start to employ a little bit of a committee, uh, see if Justin Jackson at full health, um, you know, who's taken very few hits this year, uh, is able to uh, to do anything in the run game. On second down, Rivers will hit Eckler out to the 14. It'll be third and six coming up. Again, the Chargers only have one first down so far in the game. However, they lead six to nothing, and this would be a big one because they forced the Ravens into a three and out, but with a great punt, the Chargers started at their own 10. This would be a massive field position first down if the Chargers can get it. Yeah, there's no doubt about it because if the Ravens can hold here, all of a sudden they're staring down some good field position themselves. Yeah, and, and I think more importantly than anything, it may change the scheme. Not having Melvin Gordon available, you may start throwing the ball more often. They went empty there with Eckler. They just did it again. They motioned him back into the backfield, second and third down. We'll see how this changed the play calling. All right, so on third and six, Rivers back to throw, throws left sideline and has his man. Beautiful route and catch by Keenan Allen. 
for a gain that looked like about 20 yards, and the Chargers are going to flip the field. This is a quarterback and a receiver having a perfect understanding of what they need in each other. All they need is the first down yardage here. So he saw safety help coming over the top to cover up uh, on, on his receiver, and Allen just goes up and knows it's going to be a timing. He's running a go, but it's a timing back shoulder route. He goes up, high points the ball, brings it down, inbounds, and they move on for first down. Yep, they're out to the 31-yard line. So we'll keep you up to date on that. Let me read something that Albert Breer just wrote that I thought uh, is really smart, and uh, let's have this conversation. He writes, the Chargers seem to have a bead on the Ravens' option game, which 100% makes sense given – they're the first team to see it a second time. This is the first time in the career of Lamar Jackson that he is preparing for the exact same defense for a second time. It's the first time a defense is playing him that has seen him before. Yeah, it's a smart thing to point out because much like in college football, when you're playing an option-reliant team, whether it's zone option or it's the triple option, Preparing for it is difficult because your defense doesn't get to see a whole lot of it. Oh boy, we got a Philip Rivers run, and he gained eight yards. Yeah, it went up. That the was gut. a good time. Sets up third and <laughs> third and short, and number seventeen looking a little spry and sprightly in year fifteen. Uh, <laughs> Holy mackerel! But anyway, I do wonder. Like for instance, if I were coaching Lamar Jackson this week, what am I saying to him, and what's different based on the fact that he's going up against pass rushers and linebackers and DBs? Who, who've seen the process before. You have to explain to them, and and I'm sure they did, that all the windows are going to be tighter, all the runs are going to more be more heavily contested, that this is going to be uh, – this isn't going to be where it was in certain weeks things were wide open for him. And just to be ready for that level of pressure, Phillip Rivers on third down throws. Oh, and he, he had his man, and he missed him. Mike Williams was wide open five yards down the field, although Rivers was making the throw on the run, yeah. which is not his thing. That's off his back foot. There was pressure up the middle of the pocket, and if you're the Ravens, that's what you need to do all day long is get pressure in Phillip Rivers' face. On that last play where he actually climbed the pocket and ran for, uh, you know, uh, uh, what was it, about eight, eight yards, yards yeah. and he, he gets it to the uh, close to the first down marker, you see, the, the the pocket wasn't clean, but he had room to step up. It, due to the coverage, he decided to run the ball. But if they get start getting pressure up the middle, that's when he gets off his game. All right, the punt will roll. It's a short punt, but a good charger roll down to about the 23. That's where Lamar Jackson will take over for his fourth try. And again, just I think, if I'm remembering correctly, only one first down, maybe two for the Ravens so far. Uh, and at no point have they crossed the 50-yard line, and they fumbled the ball three times. So we'll get another look at them. Yeah, the Ravens and Lamar Jackson, they're looking like a team that's quarterback by a rookie quarterback. I, I mean, and, and no offense to uh, inexperienced guys. Pat Mahomes is about to experience this for the first time. The, the level of play in the playoffs is different. I remember being in the squad room with Bill Belichick as a rookie, and hearing him talk about the stages, the, the seasons within the season. The preseason has a speed. The early regular season has a speed. Post-Thanksgiving, the regular season changes. It morphs again in the postseason. This is such a heightened level of play that it is very difficult to, to explain to somebody watching or to explain to a quarterback who's never experienced it. They look... He looks like the moment is pretty big for him right now. I think even one playoff game 
uh, tends to lead to a difference. That was the situation Dak Prescott was in last night. Of course. I know he wasn't perfect, but I thought by and large a solid game for Dak. He made some big throws. The touchdown to Gallup stands out, and that ended up having a huge role right before halftime in uh, propelling the the Cowboys to a game where they just barely hang on. And, and, and overall, I think a game like that yesterday also – speaks volumes about the conversation we were all having about eight or nine weeks ago when Jerry Jones is like, yeah, that's our, we're going to extend him. That's our quarterback. And people are like, what? I think we're, we're more comfortable with that now. Get a plank five inches wide and have it be a foot off the ground in your backyard and walk 10 feet across it. Do that about 10 times. You're going to nail it every time. Then raise it 12 feet in the air. You're going to be nervous the first time you try it. Right. And that's the difference, right? Anytime you're doing something that you do every day for the first time when it matters a lot more, where everything depends on that step, boy, yeah, you second-guess yourself. That's what we're seeing. All right, so a few questions to ask about last night's game coming up. Last night's games, I should say. What did the Texans do wrong? There's a lot of pressure on Schottenheimer in Seattle for the game that he called as the Cowboys win. Plus, We'll follow along as Lamar Jackson comes back out onto the field in the second quarter, trailing six to nothing. Red Zone Radio, Fox Sports Radio continues. Wild card weekend and a big third and four for the Chargers, and they will convert wow. down to the 30-yard line. It's a throw and catch from Phillip Rivers to Antonio Gates. Where have we seen that before? Oh, I don't know, about a billion times. First down, Chargers lead six nothing and are on the move after. A Lamar Jackson interception. Now, it was one of those interceptions where you could, oh, is that his fault? It bounced off the receiver's hands, but he threw it into traffic. Receiver had someone draped all over him, tipped up in the air. Adrian Phillips, who had the fumble recovery, also gets the pick. And so that experience factor we talk about probably too much in sports media is actually really uh, turning into a factor today. Phillip Rivers looks totally under control and Lamar Jackson has turned it over twice. I think that it gets probably over-discussed in the regular season because for most players, especially when they're rookies, you're sort of playing with house money. If you get out there, you know what the expectations are going to be, even if you start the season. Everybody's giving you a year. They're giving you a chance, or most of a year, to go out there and figure it out. So your rookie season in the regular season is actually fairly pressure-free. Second year, the lights get a little bit more hot let's put it that way everybody's starting to really scrutinize what you're doing on the field but rookie or not so much except when you get to the postseason yep. now everybody's watching guess what nobody's distracted by out of market games this is the only game on television right now it's prime time it's for all the marbles and that's when experience really does you a lot of good and typically the more experienced quarterback looks more comfortable and through the early goings philip rivers Looks more comfortable. Absolutely. Live Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Geico.com for a free rate quote. It's now third and seven from the 27 of Baltimore. Already in field goal range. And a field goal would be huge. Uh, and a flag is going to go up. And I think this is going to be on the Ravens. Normally this would. Yep, it will be. That would have been the old false start. Um, but this was a situation where the Ravens jumped across and that kind of got the Chargers to, to yep. stand up straight for a second. So it's a neutral zone infraction. Turns a third and seven into a third and two. Changes the whole buck. Yeah, absolutely does. And, and I mean, depending on what the play call was, you could either go with it and roll 
Or you can switch it up because now you preserve that third and medium play for maybe another time you need it, and you you bring in a bigger people and or, or a different play call, and you get to run something else. And yeah, they change the formation. So whatever that third and medium play they were about to run, they just protected it by having uh, the Baltimore Ravens jump off sides there. Allen in motion, and on third and two, Rivers out of the shotgun will throw, and with pressure, he now rolls out. Now he's going to throw for the end zone, incomplete. Is there going to be a flag? No. And the official, I think, correctly says Keenan was out of bounds. Allen was interfered with, but he was not an eligible receiver anymore. As you watch, he was, I mean, he was about two yards out of bounds, I think. He had given up on the play. Well, he got shoved out of bounds. I don't know. What do you, how do you read that one? Well, I, I think what happened was as soon as Phillip Rivers tucked the ball and began running out of the pocket, uh, you can make the argument that Allen becomes a blocker in front of Rivers. Okay, so sure. uh, if you want to give that latitude on the outside, that far downfield, as an uh, official, I'd probably let that play go. 40-yard field goal right down Broadway. Then it turns at the end, but not. <laughs> this is still well well through, and that's big. Chargers up by two scores. Yeah, this is this is absolutely huge. And they are putting the appropriate amount of pressure on Lamar Jackson. And they are early leading this game. All the makeup of having success against inexperience uh, at the quarterback position on the other side. Something to point out also. Uh, on that drive, it wasn't perfect. Phillip Rivers got sacked. And he took about a five-yard sack there. There was pressure on that last play. It's just it's it's not wrecking his composure. There have been times in the past where he's in the grasps of a defensive player, and he'd heave the ball downfield to make something happen. He takes the sack. He talks to his offensive lineman, who missed the full slide. He got all the way. That was nice of you to use the word talk. And yeah, he got all was, the way it was a forceful conversation. in his left tackle's ear, Okung, and he said, hey, that backer on the blitz is yours. We got guys coming across formation to take that man on the line of scrimmage. They cleaned it up. They actually ran the same pass protection a play later. They got everyone blocked up. He executed on a third down conversion, and then you saw him in there. He was in the grasp of the defense again. He escaped Suggs, and he's winding outside, and he throws a ball that only Keenan Allen could catch. He was behind the defense, and then they convert for the score either way. This is composed offensive play by Phillip Rivers. It's exactly what he needs to do here. Nobody's going to look at Rivers' stats right now if you're not watching the game and be impressed. I think he's 9 of 12 for 60 yards. Yep. Uh, okay, whatever. However, the word you just used, composed, uh, so far today, the Ravens two turnovers, the Chargers zero. The Ravens three penalties, the Chargers zero. 3.22 to go until half. Chargers have not committed a penalty. They have not committed a turnover. If they do that, uh, uh, they're going to win the football game. It's just clean. It's just clean. It's discipline. You're on the road, and they've been doing this all season long, as we discussed earlier in the broadcast. This is a team that actually plays better on the road than they do at home, and it's perhaps because they're homeless. They moved from San Diego. They went to Los Angeles. They're playing in a 27,000-seat venue at Dignity Health Sports Park. Yeah, I mean, like, this is this is really uh, – it's, it's uh, anything but dignified, actually. The most the bizarre worst ever. scenario <laughs> the NFL has really seen because at this point, with this lead, with the Chargers – possibly able to enter the divisional round now, the Colts as well, they could end up hosting the AFC championship game in a venue 
where I think they'd actually prefer to play the game in Indy if they could. Yeah. But because they're the higher seed, they'll play in a soccer stadium. This is a road team. They're built for it. They, they have great energy from uh, quieting down opposing fans, and they thrive off each other. They create that, hey, it's us against the world vibe in that locker room. We've had many of the players on our show in San Diego, and they're doing that today. All right, and the Ravens will start at the 25 after taking a kickoff, bringing it back out to the 25-yard line. And so now down 9 nothing. we'll see Lamar Jackson again with just over three minutes to go until halftime. Uh, let's take the opportunity to talk a little bit about what we saw yesterday as well. Uh, I think one of the lead stories coming out of yesterday, a lot of people are really after Brian Schottenheimer, the offensive coordinator of the Seahawks, which I will just say up front I find odd, not because everybody's opinion about play calling was wrong. It's simply that what the Seahawks did yesterday, that's what they did all year. Yes, exactly. I mean, if if you were looking at that game and going, my gosh, why aren't they letting Russell Wilson freak out? You didn't watch any Seahawks games this year. Yeah, that, that's not what they do. They were a pound-the-rock squad. Number whether, number one in the NFL. Whether it was there or it wasn't there, they were going to stick with the run. It was a culture, an identity on offense that they were trying to create this season, and you live by that sword and you die by that sword. You want to talk about playing with house money. To use that term with the Seahawks, yeah, you could use that all season long. They were winning certain games where I was like, wow, just the breaks are going their way. This was supposed to be a rebuild year, and the style of offense they're running, how simple it is when it's effective, if you play good defense behind it, you take an early lead, you can lead the rest of the way. And with a dynamic playmaker like Russell Wilson and Tyler Lockett stepping up at the receiver position, they really had a lot of success when they and, and you know they needed to get one. So, yeah, the Seahawks are who they are, and they were who they were against Dallas. Dallas is the better team. Yeah, well, and, and especially there. Seahawks have a wonderful home field advantage, as we know. Uh, but on the road, uh, yeah, Dallas was the aggressor for the majority of the game. I, I was also wondering this, though. You know how – Dallas got that great conversion late in the game that prevented Seattle from having another shot. Correct. But because of all the two-point conversions, Seattle's down two. What do you do if you get the ball in the two-minute drill and you're down by two? Like, what would they have done if they had gotten into field goal range? Jeez. I was curious about that. Like, that's where my head was. It's like, okay, you're in the two-minute drill. You're down by two. Uh, we're, we're NFL fans. We get what that means. See if you can get yourself to the 35-yard line. Right. What if you what if you get to the 35 yard line? What if you get to the 30? What if you get to the 20? Are you still pushing forward and going for a touchdown because they had no kicker? Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I kind of yeah. wanted to see that play I, out, but you it know, didn't. Yeah, it, it's amazing when you get into situations like that. I, I'm I'm so fascinated with what the plan B would be. When I was in Arizona, this is a true story. We had a uh, a, a receiver named Early Doucette. This was 2012. I remember him. Wasn't he out of LSU? Yes. Yeah, I remember him. J- uh, Jay Feely, who we just saw on the broadcast, he's covering the Chargers on the sideline. They threw to him after the Badgley, his first field goal and his make. Um, uh, Jay Feely was our kicker at the time in Arizona. I remember our our special teams coach was kind of talking to himself. Coach Spencer he was like, yeah, I just, I, I mean, I guess, I, I guess Early will do. I'm like, yeah, you know, hey, Spence, what's going on? And he goes, I don't know who our backup kicker is this season. I'm like, what? I didn't even know such a thing existed. Yeah. You either had a kicker or you don't have I, a kicker. I mean, you have to have a kicker, but who backs up a kicker? It's a great question. I assume the punter? Yeah, this is a convo I had with my 11-year-old son yesterday during the game. We're watching the game, and he watches Janikowski 
I'll fall to the ground in pain. And I start telling him, I'm like, uh, so by the way, yeah, I don't know. You know, Seattle's going to start going for two when they score. And he goes, well, who's the backup kicker? I'm like, son, you don't have a backup kicker. He goes, why not? I go, because that doesn't happen very other barely ever happens. So check this out. He's like, he's like, he goes to me. He's like, so early Doucette is our backup kicker. I'm like, okay. I'm like, well, what's the problem then? He's like, I've never seen him kick. I'm like, wait a second, wait a second. I'm like, so on the scouting report, I'll right. see Early's name there. You have no idea if he can kick. He's like, yeah, it's a big. Honestly, he goes, Richie, it's a big flub for a special teams coordinator to have a backup kicker on his roster. He doesn't know if he could kick. That's a problem. And I'm, I can't get him to. I'm like, you can't get him to kick. He goes, he stays after practice. He works on his craft, and I love that. He's working on his craft. He's catching balls out of jugs machine. I can't get him to kick. I'm like, coach, if you need a kicker, I was the heaviest punter. In Nassau County, County uh, high school history. I'm like, do you do you need a kicker? I got a leg. He's like, oh, you pull my leg. I'm like, no, 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 no. So after practice, <laughs> you mean beef stick? What are you talking about? He tests me out, and yeah. I made about eight of ten from the 35 in, and yeah. for a season behind Jay Feely with the Cardinals, I was the backup kicker. So I maybe, didn't know this so, about you. So maybe it would have been a fat guy going out there for the Seahawks. You never know. I would have rooted. For nothing else the whole NFL season than for the Cardinal kicker to get hurt if I had known that. I mean, Janikowski- and I remember watching those years. I, if I had known that you were the backup <laughs> kicker and I didn't even know you yet, that would have been the greatest thing. I mean, you would have been all over NFL Network. I'm not kidding you. He tested me from the 5, from the 10, from the 15 middle of the field, and then we went to hashes, and I hit 8 of 10. He goes, you're on the depth chart, my friend. <laughs> Congrats. You get the job. <laughs> right. uh, by the way, Ravens uh, do not convert on third and four. It's another three and out, and they're going to leave plenty of time on the clock if the Chargers can get good field position to try to do something, and the Chargers will fair catch at the 26. A minute 48 for Phillip Rivers to work with. Up 9 nothing. Uh, here to go in the first half. So uh, it, that, <laughs> that's That's interesting. Um, but what was also odd to me, I mean, we've seen this before where a punter has got to go do some things. Absolutely. You never see a punter. A punter's got a good foot. That means they've got good flexibility in the leg. Yep. And they're used to kicking a ball. I forget the name. That punter for the Seahawks yesterday, he couldn't – I mean – he couldn't hit the side of a barn no, when he was warming up. That's odd. You know, so here's, like even a short one looked like it was not reliable. Here's the the wonderful thing about being coached by someone like Bill Belichick is you realize when you're a head coach, you have to make sure you shine a light on everything. Whatever your weakness is, you need to have the ability to say, "Okay, we have a problem. Now we need to fix it." Or we need to keep that so far away from the light of day that it never happens. Right. But when you have a situation like that, that can happen to any team and has for the Patriots. And I spent my first three years there. Who was the backup kicker? Wes Welker. Wes Welker was the backup kicker. And you would know this if you're watching closely, especially during the preseason, but sometimes when it was an absolute route, Belichick would send Welker in with the field goal squad or the extra points squad and he'd give him a shot in game situation. He wanted to make sure that if it ever were to happen where Steven Goskowski went down for us, that there was a plan B. Hmm. It is just, it is a part. And look, Parcells was the coach that sort of groomed Belichick. Carroll, too. There was a plan B if they got the ball. I can promise you that. 
I just have no idea who. Yeah, well, the, it, beautifully now, obviously, that's back in the day before the plan B could be, well, let's just go for two all day. Right, right. And now you can do that. But yeah. it, that's why I'm asking. If they, you're down too late you game, get you're in field, field goal right. range, are you throwing a Hail Mary? Are you giving this a shot? Calling in the fat offensive I, guard exactly. backup. Who knows? You're signing Ornberger at halftime. <laughs> what are you doing? So, anyway, that was fun. All right, Chargers are going to have the ball in the two-minute drill. We'll see how aggressive they get. They're up nine to nothing as we approach halftime. We'll get into the Indy Houston game a little bit and also continue to get you ready for later on this afternoon. Philly, Philly, dilly, dilly. It's the Bears hosting the Eagles. We're live in the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. Geico.com for a free rate. Quote more Red Zone Radio coming up. Fox Sports Radio. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Okay, surgical two-minute drill here before halftime by the Chargers. Philip is dinking, he's dunking, he's duking. Uh, I don't think he's donking, but Austin Eckler gets a first down there. Almost broke a tackle that would have meant even more, but the Chargers with 25 seconds and a stopped clock and a first down are in or well into field goal range. How aggressive are you here about shots at the end zone? I don't do it at all. I mean, I realize there's 25 seconds on the clock and Eckler falls down after catching the ball for the first down. And so they use one of their timeouts or excuse me, Baltimore actually used a timeout. They stopped the clock because it's not looking great for them. Uh, here's the thing though. Uh, Phillip Rivers they are they are running full slide protections a lot, leaving the last man on the line of scrimmage, which occasionally is a defensive end, unblocked. And when Eckler goes out on a route as opposed to staying in and blocking that guy, yeah, you get five yards at a time, but at what cost? Phillip just took an absolute 
haymaker yeah, he to took his a shot. chest. He took a shot. Uh, and and, and, and be careful here, though. I think in this day and age of the NFL, you do that more often than not, you're going to get flagged as opposed to hurt. It's true. And, and <laughs> I think a lot of teams are doing this where they get their, especially the younger, more mobile quarterbacks, backpedaling and throwing over those defenders. You, you can't really do that with Phillip Rivers because he's not as spry as some of those younger fellas, and he's not as fleet of foot. So he's taking some hits here where he's stepping into a throw, floating it over the top, putting touch on it to Eckler. Uh, we'll see if they stick with that game plan. It's been working because the protection's been pretty solid for him overall today against pretty complex and diverse blitz schemes by the Ravens. I said they were well into field goal range. That might have been an overstatement, but they're at the 35. They are in field goal range, Yes, uh, but it's still a long one. First in 10, 25 seconds to go. Chargers lead. Nine to nothing. Great news. Quick way you can save some money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. So they're not at a point yet where you're going to start thinking about shots at the end zone. They're going to try to make this a little bit more of a tidy field goal try at first, and a pass down to the 15 is just short. They've tried the back shoulder to Mike Williams. Incomplete. 20 seconds left to go. Let's also pass along the news that Eric Weddle just went to the locker room after an ankle injury. Our buddy Pro Football Doc with good news for the Ravens, though, based on his observation, says he got stepped on an inversion low basketball-type left ankle sprain. Not the high, the low. And he says he's going to return in the second half after a tape and spat, and I know how tough he is by direct experience. Weddle and Chow were on the Chargers together at the same time. Yeah, I was with Weddle when I was in San Diego on the Chargers as well. There's no tougher-minded guy who wants to play in the playoffs than Eric Weddle. Especially than, against this team. Than perhaps Phil Rivers. <laughs> I mean, yeah. these guys, they're desperate at this point because you're talking about two guys who are aging and, and got a lot more yesterday's than tomorrow's, and they, they need to win. Because if you don't do it now with the squad the Ravens have, with the squad the Chargers, well, then win. You're running out of time. You yep. know? So strike while the iron's hot. Uh, yeah, Weddle's a competitor. He'll be out there in the second half. As we say that, an inside run gets the Chargers another five yards, and it's third and seven. Yeah, third and seven, and they're about just outside of the 30-yard line. So you are still looking at a lengthy field goal, 49, 50 yards, but this is the direction – where they are with a stiff breeze, there's no question or problem about having enough leg. Uh, it's simply directional at this point. Let's see what the Chargers on an empty backfield will do. On third and seven, Rivers has three receivers to his left and two to his right. Uh, only 15 ticks left. They'll go short pass uh, on a little bubble screen. Keenan Allen's actually going to get a first down. You got two timeouts. Use one of them here, but only eight seconds to go. Are you messing with this? You have a timeout. You can use the middle of the field. Do you want they a shot at the end zone? Yeah. What do you, you? You have another one, um, but what, what do you? What do you like here? It's first and ten, and you are now at this point. Look, I, I mean, everything's gone your way. Yes, I would love to roll with momentum and get into the the uh, the the locker room carrying that momentum. So for me, what I would do is on the next play, I would center the ball. Center the ball. And then I would call a timeout if the Ravens don't beat me to it, but I'm sure they're going to save it so they can ice Badgley. And I'm going to set up our kicker, who's three for three today, for the best opportunity. So let's see if they do that out of the shotgun here. Yeah, from the 23, eight seconds, one timeout in your hip pocket. Uh, but if you're going to run a play to the end zone, like you do run the risk of the eight seconds actually running out. So let's see what they do. 
Rivers is going to go ahead and hand it off. They won't center the ball as Eckler will go left. He will gain a yardage down to the 16, and they'll call their final timeout with four seconds left to go, and here comes Badgley. Yeah, so he had a directive. Unless he was going to bang his head off the goalpost there and score on the planned run, uh, it was get down quick, get what you can and get down quick so we can call the timeout because if you waste the eight seconds weaving your way in and out of traffic and get tackled, then we don't get to score before the half closes. Again, you know, with Badgley's range and the fact that the wind's at your back, I think it's actually a poor decision by the Chargers. You could have had Philip Rivers under center. You could have had your back behind him. You could have had an opportunity to just move the ball over slightly, center the ball for Badgley here. But here he goes. He's got yep. a closer look at it. Off of his left hash. 34-yard attempt, and he sneaks it inside the left upright. Wow. Hey, uh, caramba, but it's good, and it's 12 nothing. and I'll tell you why. That, to me, is a very significant three points because you say, well, it was a two-score game, and now it's a two-score game still. Here's the difference. The Ravens have a bomber of a kicker. Yep. Probably the best in the game in Justin Tucker. Yep. Um, shutouts don't happen very often in the NFL. Uh, now, even a field goal for the Ravens still keeps it a two-score game. Um, so the Ravens now need to be of the mindset of touchdowns. And let's just be honest, that's not their thing. That's not their thing. The Ravens are defense, run game, great field goal kicker, great special teams, wear you out, win 20-17. to 17. The Chargers have had a wonderful first half without ever touching the end zone because now they've completely changed the identity of the Ravens for the second half. Look, there are certain teams where a field goal instead of a touchdown, you just you can't make that trade. If they were playing the Chiefs right now, I'd say, yeah, test the end zone. Yeah. Of course. You yeah. know, I, I mean, I, you can't score enough points against the Kansas City Chiefs. I feel similarly about the Rams. But if you're talking about the Baltimore Ravens with Lamar Jackson looking the way he did in the first half with a defense that sound – I mean, three-pointers are golden. Do not look the gift horse in the mouth. That's the reason why I was suggesting them center the ball. And you could see why. I mean, Badgley just snuck that field goal inside the left upright. I mean, if that's down the middle, it's down the middle. Right. So, I, I mean, like, look, I, he's got plenty it of – It all like, worked out. It all the, worked out, but the, I hear your point. The yeah. third kicker, by the way, in NFL history who's had now four field goals in the first half of a postseason game as a rookie. This kid is doing things at that position that has long eluded the Chargers. Okay, we haven't had much of a top uh, chance to talk about the Texans and the Colts yet. Uh, let's do that coming up in a minute because here we are. It is halftime, 12 nothing. Chargers lead. Let's get Gascon in here for the latest. Dave. Guys, a uh, little trivia before we get into okay. this thing. Um, last time a Chargers kicker kicked three field goals or more in a playoff game was who? Oh, uh, boy. I'm going to go no one. I'm going to go no one. Really? I think it's a trick said, question. I'm going to say it's never happened kick before. three field goals are made. Made. I'm going to say uh, Nick Novak. That's because he's your friend. He's just a buddy. Yeah, I'm hoping it's right. I'm going to say second guess. Um, you should get this one, Mark. I should? Yes. Oh, that's a clue. That's a clue. Is it Katie? I should get it? Is yes. It, is it Nate Kading? It's Nate Kading. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I bring it up because the last time he kicked three field goals was actually four field goals. It was the AFC Championship game back in 2007 at New England when they lost the they Patriots 21-12. to That was the game 
that Philip Rivers couldn't participate in. He had a, a torn ACL. No, but he did participate. No, cool. no, he played. It was uh, Ladainian Tomlinson, Tomlinson is the one who right. lost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Billy yeah. Volk started the the divisional round, right, against the Colts. Was that what it was? No. No, no Philip Rivers has not ever sat at a game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I don't think. Yeah, I don't think he missed He's that. Never start. missed a start. No, I'm not saying he missed a start, but didn't Billy Volek come in? Bob Volek might have come in yeah. for for part of it. Yeah, we'll look that up. All we'll right. look that up. But anyway, well, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm just so used to when the Chargers kicker comes on the field, they miss. So you you got you got me because you were like, you said the word made. I'm like, well, that hasn't happened. Like, the Chargers you... don't make field goals in the playoffs. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? Exactly. So, guys, a couple important numbers here. They got four field goals made so far. Time of possession, they're leading at 17.5 to 12.24. And they also have a turnover advantage as well. Adrian Phillips with a fumble recovery and an INT of Lamar Jackson. First half numbers, 2 of 8, 17 yards. Aye, aye, aye. That's it. And Baltimore's offense has 69 total yards in this game, and they trail at the half 12 nothing to Los Angeles. I don't know, Joe Flacco warming up uh, in the bullpen? Say, yeah, no, no. No? No, I've seen actually some people start suggesting yeah. that halfway through the first yeah, quarter. You're starting to see it. <laughs> yeah. No, no, because, uh, you know, the way the Chargers have defended this thing right now, um, I like. Do we honestly think this is going to look different if you stick Joe Flacco in there who hasn't played in two months? And oh, by the way, people have been done with for the last three years. <laughs> like, why would we expect Flacco to come in and make it look different? Oh, I can't look any worse. Yeah, that's a fair point. Yeah, fair <laughs> point. Guys, later on today, you get the Eagles and the Chicago Bears kickoff time from Chicago. Will be at four forty Eastern, one forty Pacific. And, of course, off the field, a couple different notes here. Chris Mortensen reporting Vikings are not expected to hire Hugh Jackson as an ex-offensive coordinator. Buffalo quarterback Terry Jackson has declared for the 2019 NFL Draft. And the NBA, a lot of action today, a couple things going on on the court. Raptors guard Kyle Lowry will be available for Toronto, but Kawhi Leonard is out due to an injury. Back to Mark and Rich in, Rich in just 10 seconds, but before that, a couple words from our friends at Farmers. From a dog accidentally flooding a living room to a dog taking a joyride, we've covered it. Talk to Farmers. We know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. We are Farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. Your executive producer, Lee DeLab, gets really nervous about that. Uh, I, I tell you what, you are you are like <laughs> Philip Rivers. You guys are throwing perfect games right now. <laughs> Don't you? But, but it's only halftime. That's true. It's only halftime. <laughs> so, yep. Back to you. Okay. Live Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. Only hard part, figuring out which way is easier Starting to just take a moment to think about Chargers Patriots next week. It sounds pretty delicious. Philip Rivers and Tom Brady uh, add the ages together, and what do you get? Almost eighty. Yeah. Good grief. Yeah. Good you, grief. We got a long way to go, <laughs> yeah. but but uh, but that was a great half for the Chargers, and that would be a really fun watch next week if it happens. You, you gotta you gotta love two quarterbacks who especially this season for Phillip Rivers, you could say this for a long time for Tom Brady, understanding what it takes to win, not making it about your arm or what you want, you know, how the the article, the headlines you want written come the next day, you know, Rivers wins big in Baltimore. No, it doesn't need to be that way. Just win. Let someone else take the bows. That's what Brady's been doing for two decades. He's got five Super Bowl rings to prove for it. 
You know, Philip Rivers this season, again, to the point of composure, just looks different. He's making better decisions. He's not arguing with officials as much. He's not arguing with his players on the sideline. He's taken on this elder statesman persona, and I think it's just the it was the 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 salt. You know how sometimes you, you taste the stew and you're like, meh, bland. Someone throws a pinch of salt in it. You're like, oh no, now now this makes sense. Now everything comes together. That's the missing ingredient. Hopefully, his second half in this postseason action reflects what he did in the first half because he's been pitch perfect. I'm also starting to think about this. Lee, would you look this up for us? I'm pretty sure I heard that the NFC windows are both the late windows next week. The Rams will host a game. The Saints will host a game. I think you're correct. Those are the late windows next week. I would like to know which window the Patriots are hosting because if at 10 a.m. on Sunday the Patriots do host the Chargers and you and I sit here and I'm sorry – uh, who are the teams you used to play for? Well, uh, it was the Patriots, the Cardinals, and the Chargers. Oh, the Patriots and the Chargers. Right. So the Patriots and the Chargers will play, and a guy who's been the center for Tom Brady and Phillip Rivers will sit here and we'll, uh, we'll do the game together. That's the possibility? That sounds like a pretty good Sunday. I'll sign up for that. <laughs> I think I'll be Sign here. up for that, I'll, huh? I'll, dr- I'll, dr- I'll make the drive. Will you, will you, will you do it? <laughs> yeah. Are you in? I'm in. Holy smokes, yeah, man. Come plan. on. Yeah, that'd be great. All right, but long way to go. Full half. Chargers 12. Ravens nothing. Okay, what do we see in the Colts and Texans? This was the game, I'll admit, and I feel like Vegas felt this way too with the way the number went all week. This was the game a lot of people were like, I just don't know what's going to happen in this game. This could go either way. In the end, um, I was on the uh, the the side of the Colts, um, and you know it wasn't. Be- I-, I love Deshaun Watson, but Andrew Luck feels like he has really answered some questions this year. They felt like the hotter team. They felt like the more consistent team, but it was supposed to be really tight. And when these two teams play, it usually is. Played twice through the regular season. Both teams got a win. They came out, and 21-7 doesn't tell the story. They came out and raced them. Yep. Guys were wide open. Andrew Luck looked absolutely perfect. The defense uh, looked upstart and better than we're used to the Colts defense looking. What did you see in that game? I saw an aggressive offense firing all of its shots. They weren't saving anything for the second half. I saw a pass rush. And a, and a uh, defense against the run that knew exactly what they needed to do. Let's crowd the line of scrimmage. Let's play. And, and don't get me wrong. They, they, they didn't get completely aggressive. This is a Tampa 2 Colts team, which means that they're going to play deep two-man coverage a lot. And what you need when you play that style of defense is guys who buy in, first of all, and the athletes in effort to get the job done. And so the Colts were able to put a ton of pressure on Deshaun Watson rushing for they were able to blitz when needed and get home and leave man coverage, and and that held up and then contained Deshaun Watson. He didn't look the same because they didn't allow him to be the same, and he was playing catch-up the entire first half, the entire second half, and he never could. The Colts did exactly what you do against a young quarterback. Again, it's the same plan we're seeing here in this Chargers-Ravens game. You play the run tough. You force the quarterback to beat you, you get an early lead, and you lean and lean and lean on inexperience. And I saw it with the Colts against uh, uh, Deshaun Watson. I'm seeing it with Lamar Jackson against his Chargers D. I tell you what, the Colts and Chiefs is not a matchup that I think a lot of us uh, foresaw. 
Um, but that's what we're going to get next week. And the more I think about it, the more I love it. Like it, it it's it's a pretty amazing uh, dichotomy. I, I you know Patrick Mahomes first playoff game. The Colts defense is playing better. You're you're back out of doors, which has not necessarily been the Colts' forte in in playoff history. Think about the way Peyton Manning looked in his career in the playoffs when he was inside versus outside. So they're going to have to go outside. Arrowhead can bring a lot of different you know weather situations. Also, the ghost of Alex Smith's Chiefs, I think, will be in this game because as great as Patrick Mahomes has been this year, a Chiefs fan will tell you, uh, oh, we always win the division, and then we go into the first round, and you lose. Right. And, and that's why we got rid of Alex Smith. So what if Pat Mahomes does the same thing? Well, and you, lo- if you're Andy Reid, you walk into this game with a lump in your throat too because how, how much of his legacy has been tainted by the fact that he's always the bridesmaid, never the bride? It's very difficult to get into the postseason. It's very difficult to win in the postseason. It's nearly an impossibility to win a Super Bowl of your career. And Andy Reid has had all these brushes with that fate, and it's become sort of what's followed him into Kansas City. Ton of success. There's no questioning his success. But can he do it all? And and I'll say this about the Colts. You know, just to focus the light on what they've done well this season, not enough light or attention has been paid to how they've operated. But I give a ton of credit to their GM, Braden Smith, Mark Lewinsky, Ryan Kelly, Quentin Nelson, Anthony, uh, excuse me, Costanzo. These are names that people don't hear a lot. They're not names of guys who you're going to see on your fantasy ticker. But these are the, the building blocks for success for the Colts. Andrew Luck was protected by those five guys exceedingly well against the likes of Jadavian Clowney, J.J. Watt, Watt. Whitney Merciless. They've got some real ballers out there on defense. Luck stayed clean. He was able to operate in the pocket and climb up and had depth in front of him, deliver shots downfield. This offensive line for the Colts is one of the better ones in the NFL, and nobody's been talking about it until that win we saw against the Texans in the postseason. I will say this, in the AFC, probably we should have expected this because it's been so even all year for the Chiefs and Patriots. uh, They both earn buys, but, man, no matter what happens in the second half of this game, your first opponent, if you're the Chiefs or the Patriots, is a scary one. Oh, yeah. It is a scary one. These are going to be great, great games coming up next weekend. All right, got to cover all angles, and we're about to start the second half, so let's do this. With the legacy of Phillip Rivers being what it is, What happens if it falls apart in the next 30 minutes? Let's talk about that coming up. Red Zone Radio, Fox Sports Radio. From a hot air balloon landing on a car to a load of concrete falling on one, we've covered it. Talk to farmers. We know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. All right. If you want to ask Twitter... We got a quarterback controversy. I don't know if we actually do. I guess Joe Flacco just put his helmet on. Sure. But then Lamar Jackson ran back out onto the field. There was some speculation that we were about to see a change. I don't know why you would. You certainly aren't going to start the second half with Joe Flacco a la Tua Tungavailoa in the championship last year. Um, you know, the Chargers defense has played excellent. Um, you know, Lamar had the one turnover, the interception. Eh, you know, it wasn't the worst interception I've ever seen. Uh, you're not going to do that. We haven't seen Joe Flacco in two months. And by the way, there's a reason they drafted Lamar Jackson, uh, and, and that is that uh, uh, 
they were ready to move on from Lamar from from Joe Flacco to begin with. Yeah, here's what I'll say about that. If you're the Ravens, there better be a bigger reason than twelve nothing to get Flacco ready. There you go. Because here's the trick: uh, your your entire offense now has adjusted to Lamar Jackson. So you're going to go into the second half and completely flip the script for your offensive line, for your skill position players, and have an expectation that this is going to look better somehow. No, 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 no. You ride with the guy who got you there because this is really the reason why they're in the playoffs because it's it's been some, don't get me wrong, it's been a lot of great defense, but it's been some of what Lamar Jackson has been able to do as a yes. rookie at the helm. And yeah, okay, Flacco, pull the cord. <laughs> Pull the cord when this thing gets out of control. Right. Say the Chargers score another two touchdowns and there's time left in this one and you want to test out old Joe, yeah, bring him in the game, but not now. Way too soon. Third and 11 for Lamar. He's going to get sacked again. Back-to-back sacks for the Chargers. This one is Melvin Ingram and the uh, Ravens will punt. Uh, but uh, the, the Charger pressure to me has been the story of this game. Uh, now, the Chargers returned the opening kickoff of the second half, 73 yards and all the way we're down to just outside the red zone. Um, Terrell Williams dropped a third down, would have been first down catch that was perfectly thrown by Rivers. And then uh, on the field goal attempt, the holder had a hard time, a little bit of a high snap, had a hard time holding it, disrupted the timing, and then Michael Badgley's kick was blocked. So the Ravens actually already have uh, dodged one bullet here in the second half, but then the offense does come back out on the field. They don't do anything. They go backwards. And, uh, again, it's Twitter and it's television cameras for CBS. The cutaway shots right now, every minute, are to Flacco. He does have his helmet on. He's talking with coaches. I don't know if that means anything or not. Well, if I'm Joe Flacco, I'm getting that helmet warm as well. I'm I'm just thinking. I would have done that before the game if I'm Joe Flacco. I mean, he said this week that this is not fun. He does not like his situation. No, I'm a veteran. I understand what's happening to a young guy on the field, and I understand the mentality of a coaching staff who – Look, not not until they win on a stretch where playoffs started coming into focus, uh, did did we really uh, think that things were all roses for for John Harbaugh? People were talking about the temperature of his seat. Sure, you know. So I I look at this situation and I say, if I'm a coach in Baltimore, if I'm the backup quarterback in Baltimore, I'm not taking anything off the table because this is postseason football. But at the same time. The offensive line needs to do a better job protecting Lamar Jackson if they're going to have even a sniff at scoring points in the second half. That is that is where you set the bar. Can we get this guy enough time to even survey the field? Because not only is he inexperienced, but he has a ton of pressure right up the gut, the exact place you can have it on every single play, it feels like. Chargers in really good shape, although a penalty on that punt return will knock them a little bit further back into uh, Chargers territory to start this next drive, but it is 12 to nothing for the Chargers, and uh, Phillip Rivers continues to throw. In fact, we should talk about the entire Charger team. We were doing this a little bit earlier. You know, it's only 12 nothing, but you knew today was going to be a grinded-out, low-scoring game. We started this broadcast talking about the importance of even field goals today, and, and you look at the way it's played out. The Chargers have not committed a turnover. The Chargers, that penalty right there on the punt return their first penalty of the entire game uh their defense has totally contained lamar jackson they've taken advantage of turnovers until that uh bobble by the holder they've uh they've made good on their field goals this is one of those games where you go top to bottom every aspect of the game 
the, every part of the Chargers team has shown up today and played clean. Well, they've they've converted on two turnovers too, which means that they're playing complementary football where you you have your defense make a big play for you. Three points, again, in this game, it says good as gold. I mean, other teams you need to score seven against, but three points is enough against the Ravens, especially how their offense has played. I said it before on this broadcast, before these game, this game got underway, it's going to come down to turnovers and special teams, and so far through a half and then some, it has come down to turnovers and special teams plays. The, the Chargers have returned deep. They've kicked well, and they've protected the football. Should they continue to do that, this is a win <laughs> in Baltimore. The Chargers are ravening the Ravens. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and this That's is what they're doing right this now. This is exactly what Philip Rivers needs to become in the twilight of his career. Yep. A game operator who does exactly what needs to be done. Okay, Rivers with the ball at his own 21. We will follow that. Start to get ready for Eagles, Bears, as well as we continue on Red Zone Radio. Wild card weekend into the second half we go of the early game on Fox Sports Radio. We're live in the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Geico.com for a free rate quote. The Ravens are on the board. However, just a field goal, and the Chargers have to feel great about that, still up by two scores after they turned the ball over in their own red zone. Virgil Green fighting for extra yards, fumbles. Ravens get it. They're unable to get a first down. And I want to talk about this for a second, Rich, because there's a lot of buzz, as we said, on social media and on the TV broadcast about potentially turning to Joe Flacco. I don't agree with that, but here's what I'd say. If the Ravens really do feel the way it appears they feel based on their last play call, they should go to Joe Flacco because here's what they just told me on a third and four inside the opponent's 15. You throw an incomplete pass, Justin Tucker's fine. Yeah. So the only reason you would run the ball on third and four is that you don't even trust your quarterback to not turn the ball over, let alone whether or not he completes the pass. You are sending a play in that says, I don't trust you. If you don't trust your quarterback, then you should make a change. Well, you know, to a certain extent, it's just more complicated than that. I I understand where you're coming from, but are you doing the best thing for the entirety of the offense? Yeah, it may be the best thing at the quarterback position to have Flacco in there rather than Lamar Jackson, but you game plan for Lamar Jackson to be your quarterback. Unless they scripted a bunch of plays for Flacco during the practice week, which I, w- I would see as a, an obscene waste of time considering how far you've gotten with Lamar Jackson and how much faith you've had in him to this point then this game plan revolves around Lamar Jackson, and as it should. So this is really one of those cords you have to pull when you're in an emergency. Is being down nine points at this point in the game an emergency enough with your defense playing as well as it has? Let me, let me, let me You've be, limited the yeah. Chargers to only field goals, and the last one they attempted was blocked. Let me be clear. I don't think they should switch to Joe Flacco. Right. I'm saying you should switch to Joe Flacco if that's how you feel about Lamar Jackson because, well, you, you, listen – Lamar Jackson and the Ravens offense had not crossed the 50 yet. They only got there because they picked up a fumble at the 20-yard line, at the 15-yard line or so. So if that offense has not crossed the 50 yet, you're now halfway through the third quarter. You still now need to do it at least two more times because you're still down two scores. It was imperative there to at least make the effort to get a touchdown, and they basically punted on the idea. 
Well, well, is it imperative? I, I don't know. I, I believe so. I, I don't because, again, this is the top defense in the NFL, and we're seeing why as they just hold the Chargers a three and out. Yeah. to a three and out. And, again, they're trailing by nine. Again, this offense was scripted around Lamar Jackson. If you put in Flacco, to me, you're telling the rest of the team, we gave up. We're, you know what? And we gave up earlier than we ever should have. Stick with the plan. I mean, a steadfast – if I'm on the sideline and we've rolled with Lamar Jackson as an offensive lineman, and I go, okay, so now what are we doing, drop back for the rest of the day? No, no, no. Are we in that I, big of a hurry to score nine points? I agree. You, you don't do that. I agree. My point is just I want to see a different play call on third and four. It's, I, I want to I see Lamar Jackson – by the way, we've got a wow. blocked punt now by the Ravens. Um, we've got a blocked punt. It is going to go up in the air and now roll forward. So they'll take over all the way back out at the 41, but the Charger 41. So here you go. Now the Ravens look like they're ravening again. They get a turnover. Now they get a blocked punt. A little bit of a short field yet again. Uh, But I'm going to stick to what I said, which is that uh, because it would be 12 to 3 no matter what Lamar Jackson did on that play. I, in fact, think Lamar's got a better chance to convert on a third and four by running the ball. If he drops back, it's not there and improvise. Look, I, I disagree with that assessment. It, it, the score isn't the same. If he throws a pick and the Chargers uh, you return trust it for your a touchdown. QB not to throw a pick. I, uh, if it's not there, a, throw it a away. Guy, a guy who prior to this game has started, what, seven games? Yeah, eight? Yeah, yeah, but I, you, I don't trust. Look, a conservative play call for a rookie quarterback so he doesn't make the play that loses you the game yeah. at the start of the second half after having the worst half of football he's ever played in the National Football Play or, or League. When he's in the moment that's mattered more than any moment he's played so far as an NFL quarterback, no, you're setting him well, up. It, so I, it felt I like, to me like they were signing I, up for a field goal on I, third and four, which, which is not third and it's not third and nine. I'll it's tell third you, and four. What you're telling your offense is, gang, thanks for getting us to the red zone. Tucker's going to take it from here unless we convert. Maybe we'll have an opportunity to take shots at the end zone if we convert this first down. But yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not worried about scoring touchdowns in a nine-point game. Not yet. Uh, take the three points because it's automatic, and get back down there again. And here we go, Lamar Jackson tearing off a 20-yard run. Well, and that's. But but, but by the way, it comes out of and there's a flag down, and they're going to go backwards. And uh, it also comes out of the exact. Well, I I would have done that on third and four. Drop him back. Let him run when the field's going to open up because the defense thinks he's going to pass. Anyway, it's a holding play that's going to knock him back 10 yards, and it's going to set up second and I think about 15, maybe even 16. Uh, yeah, Melvin Ingram uh, <laughs> Melvin Ingram was about to get to Lamar Jackson. They just tackled him. Well, yeah. just straight, that was a nice takedown. Yeah, I'll, and I'll be honest <laughs> with you. You know, Lamar Jackson, he, he, in, that, in that situation, some holds he can blame the tackle. Some of them, you need your quarterback to climb when there isn't pressure in front of his face. Okay, what I mean by that is you hit your mark, it's a seven-step seven drop, or if you're out of the gun, you take two steps back. Start climbing forward in the pocket. Ronnie Stanley didn't have a chance at the left tackle position to really get, uh, get uh, you know, uh, this guy blocked, uh, Melvin Ingram blocked, because it was he was bending well to the spot, and Lamar Jackson didn't, didn't change where he was standing. Tight end screen. Lamar throws a little Patrick Mahomes <clears throat> sidearm flip. Yeah. Um, and uh, an amazing job by Williams to not only catch it but not fall down, and he does turn it into positive yardage to set up third and somewhat manageable. They're out at the 39. Uh, this is going to be third and nine, and you're in an interesting spot for Justin Tucker here for what's huge because a field goal does at least make it a one-score game again. 
um, right now at 12 to 9. So here's the third and nine play. Lamar Jackson almost gets sacked by Bosa. Now he'll run. And did he get the wow, first down? I think so. Let's see. No, they're going to mark him out of bounds a Whoa. yard shy. Okay. What do you do? Fourth and one. Field goal range, yes. Yeah. Yeah. You, you kicking? I'm kicking. <laughs> I'm kicking. It's a nine-point game. Yeah. Yeah, you yeah. Know, yeah. I'm absolutely kicking. If you, it's if, a great if, call by the refs, by the way. Lamar's foot was out of bounds prior to his final lunge, which is why on TV it looked like a first down, um, but his foot was out of bounds first, yeah. and they will bring out the field goal Look, unit. I, again, I don't understand the emergency. Calling a run play on a third and four when you're getting near the red zone or or having Lamar Jackson – or, excuse me, kicking a field goal here when Lamar Jackson comes up a yard shy – Again, the the points that you're looking at, if this is you're you're a score away, you're two scores away, and Justin, Justin Tucker, Tucker, this is this missed. is the direction that's into the wind, and he just pushed it to the right. He had enough leg; it was a 50 yarder, wow. 12 to three. And, and and listen, I totally understand your point, and uh, I get it. You know, especially even from the Belichick tree, the way you kind of think your way through a football game. I'm just my assessment is. The Ravens are only going to have so many shots at the actual end zone. Right. I think they can get shots at field goals, um, but that the previous drive, they were smelling end zone. Yeah. And if you don't get it there, I don't like your chances to get back, so you're almost looking at a 12-point deficit as a four-score deficit. Like, how many field goals are you going to get? And then they just got another chance. They missed it. They're still down by two scores. Now we're getting late in the third quarter, and I hate their chances. So you're on the fringe. You get within the 40-yard line. You have a third, or excuse me, a fourth and one situation. And you trot out one of the league's best kickers. Sure. Again, I, I this is this is the problem. I think that the knee-jerk reaction, especially we see on social media, you, you don't change the game plan because things aren't going all that great. It looks worse on paper than it actually is because the only thing that matters is how far you are out of striking distance. If you look at the scoreboard, this game is no more out of reach than basically it was at the start because uh, – kind of See, I guess that's – and I think that's what – you just touched on where we disagree. Nine-point lead with the way their offense has not moved the ball and they – listen, they just got basically two turnovers in Charger territory and they walk away with three points. I don't. I mean, are, are we going to get four more turnovers from the Chargers? I doubt it. I mean, they're the Chargers, so maybe. <laughs> well, well, but I mean, they're not going to be able to drive the ball and score. This does not feel like a normal nine-point deficit. That's my point. Look, I, I, and I, the where I disagree is the fact that you don't you don't change the plan dramatically based on a lead this small. Now, if the Chargers score a touchdown here, ball game's and, over, and all of a sudden you're getting into the fourth quarter. Yeah, I mean, start pulling out all of the tricks. Start testing the defense deep. You don't need to get into that emergency mode yet. Another three and out, this game is basically no different than it was a drive ago, except there might be four minutes off the clock, which, trust me, time is of the essence at this point in the game. But, again, nobody's running around with their hair on the fire, nor should they on the Ravens' sideline. You have to operate your script. Otherwise, you may lose the team. You don't want to lose the faith of your team. You've trusted your defense this far. I'd continue trusting your defense and your special teams, who, by the way, has now stepped up and made two plays for you. They blocked the kick, and they blocked the punt. That's right. Yeah, no, that's fair. I mean, it could easily be 15 to nothing right now for the Chargers. Instead, it's 12 to 3. Uh, Nine-point deficit for the Ravens right now, to me, feels almost like three scores, though. 
Um, and the Chargers now start with good field position at their own 40. They get just a yard from Melvin Gordon on that first down carry. Uh, we are live in the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Geico.com for a free rate quote. Uh, we will continue to watch as now Rivers uh, comes out onto the field to uh, engineer another drive for the Chargers. And let's answer a question we asked a handful of minutes ago. Um, Rivers' legacy being what it is, what, what would we say – if something bad does happen here in the next quarter plus three minutes, 50 seconds, that's next on Fox Sports Radio. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it and travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel, it's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. From a car landing on a roof to a car landing in a pool, we've covered it. Talk to farmers. We know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. Okay, on second and goal from the two, the Chargers throw to Derek Watt. He catches it and rolls toward the goal line. The officials mark him down at the one. He definitely wasn't down at the one, and he might have rolled into the end zone before he was touched. Uh, we're going to, uh, I'm sure they're taking a look at that right now as it's the third quarter break. We're going to start the fourth quarter either with third and goal at the one or it could be a Charger touchdown. They're already up 12-3, to so it looks like right now they are in very, very good shape. Before we continue with that conversation, though, the breaking news that Bears tight end Trey Burton is inactive for this afternoon's game. He was added to the injury report yesterday. Something must have happened in the walkthrough, and uh, so they will not have their top tight end today against the Philadelphia Eagles. How's that affect it in your mind? Well, everybody is more familiar with the Chiefs offense than they are with the Bears offense, which is what uh, the the Bears run. It's Matt Nagy. He fell off of the Andy Reid tree. He goes to Chicago, and with him, he brings a dynamic offense that includes a lot 
from the tight end position. So imagine if I told you the Chiefs were going to be without Travis Kelsey for their first playoff game. You'd probably be overwhelmed by that information. Trey Burton is as important to the Chicago Bears offense as Kelsey to the Chiefs offense. Okay, they are reviewing this. What do you think? I think it's a touchdown. I think it's I said a touchdown. It when I saw it. I think it's a touchdown. If it's a clean reception. It's a reception, hard one to overturn, but I think it's a touchdown. If it's a clean reception, which I, I view it, it as a clean yes, reception, if he's rolling and he's not touched down by one of the defenders and the ball breaks the plane before he's touched down by a defender, I call that a touchdown. So <laughs> I understand this is a difficult one to overturn given the circumstances. But if I'm the official, this to me, it's not it's not too close to overturn the play or the call on the There's field. There's the touch by the Raven defender, and the ball right there looks like it is over the front of the goal line yep. as he touches him. It is razor close, and it's the opposite. It's an overturn, so it's got to be conclusive. Um, and I could I could understand, I guess, an official coming out and saying I just can't tell for sure. Yeah, but your senses tell you. That as that touch happened by the Raven defender, that ball is breaking the plane. As as a commentary on replay, I think this adds nothing to the sport. <laughs> I really Come do. On. I, we're I, sitting I, here for six minutes with our breath held, and we're talking it out. This is great. You know, I would so much rather see a goal line stand or not. I also think that it gives such an advantage uh, to the to the defense, or excuse me, to to the to the offense or the defense, respectively. To, to sit there and catch their breath. You know, I mean, sometimes an offense works their tails off. You know, a hurry-up offense gets all the way down to the goal line, and then you have the defense standing out there catching their breath while you wait for the officials to decide that, oh, no, the, the, look, the call in the field stand. Yeah. So, By the way, here, here's, the mo- here's the silliest part about this. They say the call on the field stands, so not only does it mean it's not a touchdown, they don't even move the ball to where it should be marked which is the ball is barely inside the one. If you're going to tell me that's not a touchdown, my ears are open. But that ball should be on the one grass line. No, I know. It should not be. What are you doing? Come on. So here's third down. Melvin Gordon, did he get in? He fumbles. The Ravens have picked it up. They were going to run it the other way. Only Phillip Rivers is in the way. And we've got ourselves a fumble rumble. And where's going to be another review to see if Gordon fumbled or if he crossed the goal line if a knee was down now this is really going to be a discussion topic for a long time if this ends up going the Ravens way because in my opinion this score should be 19 to 3 and right now it's going to be 12 to 10 well you know so here you have it Melvin Gordon Gordon is down he's down he is he is short up well wait a minute did he get touched if he didn't get touched, not only is he down, he can slide into the end zone for a touchdown. I don't think anyone touched him. The ball definitely was fumbled by the ground, but he hadn't been touched. So can it still be a fumble? They're going to call it a touchdown for the Chargers. Okay. A touchdown for that the Chargers is me. the call yeah, on the yeah. field. <laughs> that makes sense to me. This is ab- – yeah. now, how can you say you don't like replay? Look at this. This is bananas right now. Well, well I know. Like, sort of my point in all of it is – you know, one way or another, you're going to have a fan base completely infuriated by the outcome. So okay. either way, whether it's a replay that goes the Ravens way, or the Chargers way, 
you're you're pissing off one side or the All other. Right. So I'm I'm cool with it being replayed or not, and having plays on the uh, field be uh, stand as called or not. I don't think this is going to necessarily stand as call either. Now we've gotten some more looks at it. Melvin Gordon was touched. He was touched on the foot as he goes through the line by number thirty-two right there. Yeah. So now. Definitely it's not a fumble because he hit the ground. But the question is, when he hit the ground, was the ball breaking the plane? And I don't know if it was. Here's another slow-mo look. Elbow right there. Looks like there's grass between the ball and the goal line. So you might be looking at fourth and goal from the one-inch line. And if I'm the Chargers in that situation, I think I'd go for it. Yeah. Because you're still up by two scores either way. And if you don't get it, the Ravens oh, take yeah. over at their own inch line. That, that, that's the re- exact reason why. Look, if if you're the Baltimore Ravens, uh, if you're the Chargers in this situation, you, you got to go for it either way. I, you know, I mean, if you have an opportunity on the one-inch line with either one of these defenses playing the way they've been, you absolutely have to go for it. So I won't be shocked if the offense is just staying on the field while they review another one. Which, <laughs> this ref has been over there at the camera for the last 15 minutes. Yeah, see, oh, this, this is this is this is to me. It's a big problem with the NFL. I understand now with betting interest. It's yeah. being legalized at the state level. You're gonna have a lot more money on games than you ever have before. But to me, this this really does it. It's almost a soulless pursuit for perfection in a game that's wildly imp- imperfect and some of the imperfection makes it so entertaining so yeah. why do we need to do this so that well, fans get mad I, at officials instead of the players no, on the field I, I get i think fans get more mad at officials when we find out that there's a play that did not get called correctly and we can't fix it like i understand your point from from the entertainment angle this has now been a good solid 15 minutes where we've had a total of one play run right however in the end and this is just where i stand I do value above that. Let's 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 get what happened. Let's find out what happened and let's call what happened. I'll tell you what. And my guess here is you're going to get the Chargers the ball at about the two-inch line for fourth and goal. Yeah, and I agree with you. I played football in high school, and I'm sure there were a million plays that they missed on the field oh, or they course. called inappropriately or maybe even an offense got five downs on occasion, right? <laughs> but the fact of the matter was the games moved and everybody had a good time leaving or going in, and some games are lost or won on calls, whether they be good calls or bad. This call is overturned, it is so not, it is not indeed a fumble, but yes, fourth and one, fourth and goal, at the goal. And and I want to see where they mark it because they got a bad mark on that Derek Watt play on the previous play. Which, by the way, if they had run the same play and they were a half yard closer, that would have been a touchdown. But yeah, so I, <laughs> okay, I, I but mean, where are they that, putting this one? Because this one truly is the, at the two inch line, and that's where they put it. That's yeah, a good yeah, yeah. spot. All right, so fourth and goal. And the Chargers, I think, correctly are going to go for it. Wouldn't you just run it and see what you get? Yes. All right. So Melvin Gordon up the middle, touchdown. Yeah, and there's no question there. He doesn't fall until he's on the Ravens uh, or the word Baltimore. And the Chargers, with 14.44 to go, are now up by two full touchdowns. Yeah, so here we go. Now if you're the Ravens and you're staring over at your bench and you have Lamar Jackson sitting mm-hmm. there and you have Joe Flacco sitting there and you have the rest of your postseason on the line – what do you do? Do you tell your offense? Do you tell your team, look, we're pulling out all the stops because we absolutely need to pump the ball down the field now? Or do you tell the team, look, Lamar Jackson's our future. We're going to roll with the hand that got us here. We're not going to break confidence or stride. This is exactly the reason why we're here. 
And so we're, we're going to ride that horse all the way through this game. Interesting call that I like here. The Chargers will go for two. I'll tell you why after we tell you what happened. Phillip Rivers throws to the end zone wide open. What is going is on? Mike Williams. This is reminiscent of the Chiefs game yes, it is. on the two-point conversion where he literally is the only guy on the entire television screen. What happened there? Two receive two defenders went with one receiver, oh, Mike man. Williams by himself. And ladies and gentlemen, we've now got a three-score game. Curtains. Keenan Allen, Mike Curtains. Williams to the same side of the field, the near side on the broadcast. And what happened was you had two defenders playing bracket defense, which means, or excuse me, not bracket defense. They're playing inside, outside. Whoever has outside, it's almost like a switch off of a pick or a screen in basketball. You follow the defender to the side he goes. You call out switch, whatever you're going to call. You, you make sure that one defender goes with the outbreaking route and one goes with the in-breaking route or the settle route, which is what... Keenan Ranney just stopped right there in front of two defenders. They both converged on him. They read the quarterback's eyes instead of going with their man responsibilities, leaving Mike Williams wide open, wide open in the end zone on a two-point conversion that basically launched an arrow through the heart of any chance the Ravens yeah. had to win this game. Okay, so now it's 20-3 to for the Chargers. Let's talk about Lamar or Joe as far as who should come out onto the field here in just a moment. I'll continue to get you ready for Bears-Eagles. David Gascon jumps in here as well with the rest. And, Dave, what would you do right now, Lamar or Joe? Well, here, I'll, I'll answer that by asking you a question. Okay. Do the Baltimore Ravens have a Super Bowl-winning defense? Yes. Then you have an obligation as a coach in control of your franchise to get the best passer out on the field okay. right now, All and right. that's Joe Flacco. I'm, I'm going to hold my comments for after you're done. And uh, Rich, you too. Let's hold those. We'll, we will. We will hold our rebuttal for a couple of moments. A rebuttal? I thought we could I, all like get a group hug and. Well, maybe. By, uh, uh, for all you know, I'm going to agree with you and put you on my shoulders and and walk you out of the studio. Oh, someone did legs yeah. this week. Yeah, we, that's right. We could pour Gatorade on your head for all you know here in about two minutes. I don't know, guys. Baltimore Ravens have a grand total of seven yards passing. And we finally have a touchdown. Melvin Gordon from a yard out. Remember, he injured himself or got injured in the first quarter with a bad knee. He got hit near the goal line. Chargers 14-44 away from going to the divisional round. They lead in Baltimore 20-3. Baltimore has all of three first downs in this ballgame and 83 total yards. Lamar Jackson, 3 of 9, 25 yards passing and one INT. Later on today, the other wild card game will get underway. Philadelphia looking to defend their title. They'll be in Chicago against the Bears. Kickoff time is at 440 Eastern. Meanwhile, got a couple games in the NBA. They're going to tip off in about 60 seconds from now. Lakers are in Minnesota. Orlando taking on the LA Clippers. Brooklyn and Chicago. Raptors guard Kyle Lowry is expected to play today against the Pacers, but Kawhi Leonard will sit out due to an injury. College football news real quick. Buffalo quarterback Tyree Jackson has declared the 2019 NFL Draft. Plenty of action to get back to with Mark and Rich in 10 seconds, though. But first, a word from Farmers. From a dog accidentally flooding a living room to a dog taking a joyride, we've covered it. Talk to Farmers. We know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. We are Farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. Gentlemen, one other note before I send it back to you. 
Lamar Jackson took two hours before his second and third completions of this ball game, <laughs> and Justin Tucker missed his first playoff field goal ever in his career. That's why we stand at 20-3. to Gentlemen, yeah. back to you. All right, good stuff. No, the script has been flipped, that's for sure. The Chargers are playing a clean playoff game. You could just end the conversation right there. That flips the script. Yeah. Um, now, if they find a way to lose this game, that would get it right back on script. <laughs> uh, but I, I, don't, I don't think that's going to happen. It's 20-3. to let me add this before we get into the Lamar versus Joe thing. Um, according to some of those who are at the game reporting, I am reading that the Ravens only had 10 men on the field as they tried to defend that two-point conversion. You want to know why Mike Williams was so by himself? There was nobody there to cover him. Well, I, I, I actually think that there were enough defenders to that side of the field to cover him up. I mean, depending on who they were on the field without, if it was – a member of the coverage team, it may not have even been the the coverage responsibility to that side of the field. This is against the Chiefs in that win on Thursday night, and this one here where you have one receiver on an in-breaking route and Mike Williams on an out-breaking route where coverage got confused because they didn't switch it appropriately and he's left wide open. Now, if it was the corner, say, who was supposed to be out there on Mike Williams, we have an argument. Either way... A gaffe like that in the postseason on a defense that has been this good is completely unacceptable. All right, Lamar Jackson's next three plays go run for minus one yard, incomplete pass, and sack. And so now it is fourth and forever, uh, and the uh, Ravens fans' arms are crossed, and they are not smiling, and the Ravens are going to kick this one away. Um, but even with that said, even with that three-and-out result, and knowing that you are now in a, in a deep hole and a passing situation for the remainder of this game, Rich, here is why there is no way. And I walk right over to Joe Flacco right now as the head coach, and I say, Joe, you got a Super Bowl ring, and I love you, and our relationship has been wonderful, and we are going to involve you in our trade conversations that we have this offseason. But you are not coming into this game. Because quite frankly – this is not a situation that Joe Flacco is going to go win either. I know. And the damage that. the damage that you do, this is a first-round draft pick, and over the last eight weeks, you have systematically handed him the reins and said you are our future quarterback. To do this now suggests, one, damage to him and the franchise, but two, if you don't believe that Lamar Jackson can throw the ball at the NFL level, we've got a much bigger problem than well, this game. Go, he shouldn't go. be your future quarterback if you don't think he can throw. You may not believe he can throw yet, which is fine, because as a rookie, if, if you're not counting on him to go out there and win games with his arms yet, that's fine If as long as you believe he has the potential to in his career. But he's thrown so the last seven it, weeks at times. My point is, in this game, the reason why you don't have that conversation with Flacco on the sideline is because right now on the broadcast, they are booing Lamar Jackson. Right. The fans have now opened revolt against what they're seeing, maybe revolted by what they're seeing on the field by Jackson. That's an unfortunate situation for any young player because – as we all know, he's a competitor. He wants to win this game. The breaks aren't going his way. The protection has been awful. He hasn't played particularly well, and he's going to be responsible for wins and losses at a higher level than any other player on the field. That's how we know quarterbacking goes at the NFL level. So the reason why you don't tell Joe, hey, we're not putting you in this game yet is because if the Chargers score again and this game is firmly well, out of reach. Yeah, then, then it's over. Well, my point is, 
you put Flacco in the game so you can have Lamar Jackson take a seat and not humiliate himself or potentially get hurt. If this is the future of your franchise and Flacco is not, you, you don't have that conversation with Joe with so much time left in the fourth well, quarter. You, you just make sure everybody's ready. And I would even be going over to Lamar Jackson while encouraging him, saying to Joe, hey, be ready. We may need you. And, yeah, and, I, and I, by I, need you, I don't mean we need you to go and win this football game. We may need you to eat clock so that our future doesn't get injured in the waning moments of a game that we're not winning. Okay, well, there's a tough conversation to have to the $20 million Super Bowl ring guy. Hey, by the way, we don't want Lamar to get hurt. Will you please go into the game? But that's never going to be but, discussed. Right. And, 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 He's just going to infer the, that, and they know I this know, relationship's the, the, over. He's a pro. He's going to go out there. He's going to take some snaps. He's going to do his Joe Flacco stuff, and everybody's going to go home with whatever thoughts they, they have of each other. And the only way that doesn't go that way is if, A, the Ravens elect to leave Lamar Jackson in this game the whole way, or B, for whatever reason, if a coach came over to Joe and said, hey, get ready, you're going in for garbage time, and he goes, I'm not going in. Right. Then then right. that changes I mean, things. the point that I made wasn't really presupposing the idea of the Chargers scoring another touchdown because if that happens, honestly, who cares? It's 27-3. to 3 well, and Flacco the ball- might care. Yeah, but I mean, like, as a fan, it doesn't matter at that point. I'm talking about who's going to go out there and try to win the football game. Uh, Lamar Jackson has played seven regular season games. In the first two that he played, he was picked against Cincinnati once. The following week, the Raiders picked him twice. He then went five consecutive games without throwing an interception. And you'll say, well, how many times did he throw? Well, the answer is over 20 each time. Between 20 and 25 every single time, and he was not intercepted. I'm not saying he is some seasoned, wonderful passer. But Lamar Jackson is not chop liver. You've got if you don't believe that he can pass the ball in the NFL, then you, you never should have picked him in the first place. So to me, you got to say, listen, this obviously, no matter who comes in a quarterback, this isn't looking good. But buddy, let's go out there and let's see what you can do because you're the future. Well, right. Well, again, this is all this is all predicated on a snap reaction from three quarters of football. What you're talking about makes more sense to me. That's more of the Lamar Jackson we've come to know in the league as a starting quarterback. Now, this is the postseason Lamar Jackson against better competition than he's faced. And look at Phillip Rivers go. <laughs> he just got himself a first down he run. Just oh, gosh, what's he going to do? Oh, uh, signals <laughs> the first down and looks hysterical doing so. By the way, I hate that play. What's I hate that? it. He just dove headfirst on a nine-yard run on third and eight, and he took a hit. And I'm sitting there. I mean, I know you know. Like, there's nothing you can yeah. do. By the way, there's yeah. a flag down in the secondary, too, which he was running directly at, and he should have been able to see it and know he already had a first down. It's like, dude, don't take hits. This is your chance. You're about to win a playoff game. Tom Brady's waiting next week. Don't tell your ACL again well, yeah, for New he, England, okay? He, here, Here's the trick. <laughs> I, I mean, Phillip Rivers, if there's one thing – you're not going to be able to do. And and I mean, I know this from, from knowing him personally, from playing with him for the two years I was with the Chargers, and just from watching him every time he's out there on the field. You're never going to be able to convince him not to do what he thinks best for the team in the situation. And he looked at that third down and said, boys, we can ice him here, you know, in his Alabama twang. Yeah. And so he's going to do that. It, it, look, competitive spirit aside, I completely get where you're coming from. Yes, yes. And if they score again here, 
I mean, I I'm taking him out of the game. I wouldn't be shocked. Take if, him out of the game. I wouldn't be shocked if they make that decision. Yeah, although I would be based on what you and I watched last week. I spent a lot of time talking about this, and and, and much of it with you. Um, I did not understand what a lot of NFL coaches were doing last week. I don't know why Dak Prescott played four quarters. I don't know why Tom Brady and Julian Edelman were running around with two minutes to go of a thirty-eight to three football game. Uh, I, I think I'll, you can. I'll, you, I'll Mel- give you another one. Melvin, Melvin Gordon, Gordon yep. in the in the Denver game, who did actually sustain an injury. Um, and there was another one. What, what was the other one that I uh, – oh, Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson has taken hits to his chest up by two scores Deshaun against Watson, Jacksonville. end of the game, up two scores like you mentioned, was running planned QB run still. Yeah, come In on. the fourth quarter with about four minutes left, they're on – you know, inside their own territory on offense. Yeah, it's inexplicable. It's poor management from my standpoint from the head coach position. But, again, competitors will, will campaign for more playing time – in games so that they can feel more confident rolling into the postseason. You just have to be able to legislate all that because personalities can get in the way of team success. And sometimes it's not even like the Odell Beckham Jr. stuff where he's calling out his quarterback and his offensive play caller. Sometimes it's even just putting the governor on a guy who wants to be out there when he shouldn't be. Uh, Melvin Gordon is indeed out of the game. Justin Jackson is in there and the Chargers – face a third and five at the Ravens' 24-yard line, and they may well have just drawn the Ravens offside, and that is going to give the Chargers a first down. So uh, back with more of that as the Chargers look to put the finishing touches on a playoff win. It's Red Zone Radio, Fox Sports Radio. From a hot air balloon landing on a car to a load of concrete falling on one, we've covered it. Talk to farmers. We know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. Okay, I'll tell you what you're worried about now. It's 23-3, to and here come the Ravens. They've crossed the 50-yard line as an offense for the first time, uh, meaning on their own. They've right. twice been across the 50. It was because of a fumble recovery and a block punt. Um what you're worried about now is the over. <laughs> Watch out, Rich Ornberger. I remember on our show, this is one of your huge picks. Huge pick was the under in this game, which, what was it, 41? 41 and a half. 41 and a hook. Uh, how, about, uh, how about a couple of Raven touchdowns and two-point conversions <laughs> for a 23-19? to 19? Why would they do that? No, Why would I, they do, yeah, they we, can, do that? Can we all be gentlemen here? Can the Ravens start taking knees? No, look. We, this 7-11 is a, to go. 7-11 to go. segment we have on our show in San Diego <laughs> where we bet, you know, funny money, and I'm having a good year. I'm, yeah, having, I'm having a pretty good year. Yeah. You're having a good We're year. All, yeah, everybody, everybody's uh, in the black. And so, yeah, this is my big bet of the week and I took the under look when when you have two devastatingly talented defenses like the Chargers and the Ravens going headlong into a game and knowing what the Harbaugh Ravens have been historically a lot of low scoring heavy defense clock management games that they've won (laughs) emphasis on special teams including the kicking game they got a great one in Justin Tucker take the points when you can grab them and then you have a Phillip Rivers playing more in control an explosive offense they have in the top three explosive plays in the NFL this season, that's plus 15 runs, plus 20-yard catches. Um, so, so yeah, really, you think that this could, you know, this could really get get big, and it could, get, you know, you could see a bunch of points be piled on. The truth is, 
it really shouldn't have been that way, even with weather permitting as well as it did, because that's one of the under-discussed things. Outside of a little wind, this is beautiful weather for Baltimore Yo, this time of year. it's unbelievable. Yeah, this is fantastic. Um, okay, what do we got? We're going to have an offsides on the Chargers. They converted anyway on a 4th and 11. Um, and uh, so Willie Sneed gets a catch. He's going to take it down to the Charger 31. 6.51 to go in the game. It's a three-score game, so something completely uh, epic is going to have to happen for this uh, to even matter. Uh, but uh, I guess you could, from the uh, standpoint of anybody who bet on the over/under, still be interested uh, in this game. Let me let me <laughs> let me comment on a scenario, and it's probably not going to play out. But let's go ahead and comment on it. Well, Here we go. Touchdown, Baltimore. Right. Lamar Jackson throws to Michael Crabtree. Let me add that about two years ago, uh, there would have been a long discussion as to whether or not that was a catch because Crabtree caught it. Uh, put two feet down, uh, ran out of bounds, looked into the stands, saw somebody with a beer, and then hit the ground, and then the ball sort of squirted out after yep, that. Yep. So two years ago, we would have had a massive controversy. There's no question this is a touchdown, but watch him catch it two feet into the end zone, uh, shoved out of bounds. Oh, then See, now they don't even take the time to show it. But after all the way through, remember, through the entire process, uh, he, uh, he the ball does squirt out at one point, but no worries here. This is going to be a score, and so now 6.33 to go, extra point try to make it 23-10. to 10. So let me ask a crazy question. What if the secret sauce of this game, and I'm talking about the entire game, you run your offense, you huddle up, you run your zone read, you get things going in a direction that you think it should be going in. The game never really got out of hand until that last Chargers score the touchdown, and then it really started to pile up against you. And then you start running hurry up and you score as efficiently as they just did. It's the first time we've seen a hurry up offense out of the Ravens. Mm-hmm. They marched their way down to the 50 or just crossed the 50 yard line and then heaved one to Crabtree and scored. Well, they also scored fast. I'm not saying that it's a possibility at this point, but if your defense plays stiff here, and you get another touchdown out of this Ravens offense, and then give me, say, three, four minutes on the clock, is it completely confounding to to think that this game's out of reach? Or- well, based on what we normally know about NFL games, uh, six minutes to go in a two-score game, you don't call that over. Yeah, so now, Although you are kicking off, yep. you are offensively yep. challenged, yep. you scored quickly in part because the Chargers defensively are taking their foot off of the always, gas. I always like – yes, I, I agree with that. Right. But I always like to start to to, to just just see it from the other side of the field. I, I this It's felt – you know, I, I always describe it this way. When you're watching a football game, it feels like the field tilts. When you're watching a football game, there's occasions where it looks like one team's playing downhill at another team, and that's what it's felt like the whole yep. way with the Chargers. All of a sudden with that drive – I. Just the Ravens side of the field tilted back up just a tick. I'm not saying it's going to be perfect. They just elected for an onside. An onside kick. The Chargers do a great job of recovering it. Flag goes down as I don't know if the ball even went 10 yards. Yeah. Um, But uh, the Chargers, that was actually, that was a heck of an onside kick. Yeah, it was. That was a, that was a, looked like a hooked golf ball uh, right into the leg of a Charger player and he found a way to secure it. So the Chargers are now going to have a short field. Um, and I'll tell you, let me give you a better scenario. This is back to your bet. Um, the Chargers now are going to have an incredibly short field. Mm-hmm. Uh, I could see a scenario where they get three out of this. 
And then in a prevent, the Baltimore Ravens go score another touchdown and lose the game, twenty six to seventeen. Yeah, I mean, I, there could be a lot my, of disappointing my, betters. My mind is on this because of what happened in the Cowboys Seahawks game. It's one of the most devastating. Now, you and I played that game at minus two. Yeah, yeah. Some people played that at minus two and a half. Oh, I know. For the Cowboys, is one of the most devastating beats in history. It, uh, listen, <laughs> this is going to become more a part of the conversation as yeah. uh, more states legalize betting at their level. All right, Chargers with the ball when we come back. Wild card weekend, National Football League. Tweet of the day goes to at just so different. Phillip Rivers has more kids than Lamar Jackson has completions. However, it is no longer true <laughs> as Lamar Jackson hits a nine-yard completion to Mark Andrews and has the Ravens to a degree on the move again. Don't quite go away yet. 3.45 to go in the game. Chargers lead 23-10. to 10. But if they do let the Ravens go right down the field here, uh, and score a touchdown again, all of a sudden you have at minimum a very uncomfortable onside kick coming up after that uh, because uh, a 24-23 uh, possibility out there for Baltimore to anyone who has watched any Charger football over the years, it feels like exactly what's about to happen. Well, <laughs> didn't wasn't it the Chargers in the fourth quarter at – uh, Heinz Field against the Pittsburgh Steelers score 16 points and go on and win on Sunday Night Football. I, I mean, you come from yeah. behind victories. They happen. They, they happen, and and I mean, this disparity isn't that wild. The game again, it feels tilted really, really far in the Chargers' favor. Has been the whole day, yes. But on that last drive where the Ravens scored quick from hurry up offense, the first time we've seen them in a hurry up offense the entire day. It felt like it just clicked up a notch in the favor of the Ravens, and all of a sudden they're at the 50-yard line again, and they have to use one of their timeouts. No, they spiked it. They still, oh, they, they're okay. going to hold on. They still have two Missed timeouts, it. second and 10, though, now that they spike it. But, you know, you keep pointing that out, and I think it's a good point, which is this. Uh, the Chargers' defense takes the foot off the gas, but when you do that, they used to call that, right, the prevent defense. Mm -hmm. And what that means is we're going to give you anything uh, in front of us uh, and, and make you use time. Well, they didn't even do that. The, the, the Ravens went right over the heads of the Chargers and got a very quick touchdown. Lamar Jackson is now running around like crazy in the backfield, throws back across his body for a completion that may go all the way. No, it'll go down to the 10. So here you go. We're at the three-minute mark and counting. They're going to spike it again. You can tell Lamar is giving everybody uh, that, uh, that indication. Let's spike it. Let's spike it. And now the Ravens are going to have an opportunity to turn this into a one-score game. Well, so again, when all of a sudden you've found the honey hole, right? You know, you're a gold miner, a prospector, and all of a sudden you found the right mountain and, and there's gold in them hills. You don't step away from it. You sink your pickaxe even deeper. And so as I say this, the Baltimore Ravens get a false star penalty in the red zone, but this hurry-up offense has reinvigorated this offense. All of a sudden, they got their playmaker with room because they're only rushing for the Chargers, so they are playing a bunch of coverage behind the rush, but he's able to find the open receiver or dance around and improvise and find the guy who breaks free on the scramble drill. This all of a sudden has changed the way the offense has moved down the field for the Ravens. From the 16-yard line, Lamar Jackson will throw almost and wow. probably should have been intercepted right off the chest plate of a Charger defender. Uh, but 
Uh, it goes incomplete. Second and fifteen coming up. Yeah, you see, nice break on the ball. Yeah, just uh, what you had is an opportunity there. Uh, <laughs> but the char- look, this is a savvy char- Chargers defense, and Davis did a nice job reading the eyes of Lamar Jackson. He stared down his target the entire way, which was Brown over the middle, just on a quick stop route, about a fifteen-yard route from the line of scrimmage, looking for looking for it all. Quite frankly. Okay, play two here. To the end zone, incomplete, looking for the tight end. Andrews, he wants a flag, he won't get it. Davis in his face uh, right after now making back-to-back plays. In the secondary, we're live in the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Geico.com for a free rate quote. I will say, uh, and you know, social media and beyond, uh, the, the Flacco calls, this has at least made that calm down because what Lamar is doing is he's, he's running a – He's running a catch-up offense, and he's actually doing a good job of it. No, he is. I mean, this has been a steady drive, 64 yards, just over two minutes. They've mixed in a run, but it's been a heavy pass uh, uh, drive, and and he's really – he's operated extremely well. And my goodness gracious. Completion to Andrews, the tight end, who hurdles a defender. However, it is still going to bring up fourth down, fourth down at about five yards now for the Ravens. And that ball will be marked at about the seven-yard line. So they're going to need to at least move the chains uh, to keep this game alive. It definitely all comes down to this. The Chargers stop them here on fourth and six. They've got the game won. We're counting down toward the two-minute warning. Lamar will drop back. He'll now roll right and buy time. Some more. Throw to the end zone. It is caught. It is going to be short of the end zone, but enough for a first down for Michael Crabtree. They had to get to the one, and he gets to the half-yard line. So at the two-minute warning, still two timeouts in their pocket, the Ravens have life. This was an incredible play by Crabtree. So for two reasons, he disengages with his defender. He catches the ball. Now, I don't think it's a touchdown, even though the possession was right by the goal line. He doesn't get defended or, excuse me, touch when he hits the turf. And then he has the... The, I mean, the calm, the, the understanding of the situation to then scramble around, turn around, and dive forward for first down yardage. He wanted to get into the end zone because he went to the ground without contact. Yeah, he did. Well, it depends on how they look at it. There was a shove in the back. Is that before he caught it? Is it after? Uh, when he caught it? By the way, there's going to be a review here. I'm not 100% sure they're not going to come back and say this is a touchdown. He catches it as he's falling forward. Was he still over the goal line? It was debatable, but either way, it's a first down, and if it is, it's first and goal at the half-yard line, and you got to like the Ravens' chances to get this touchdown. And then again, here comes a very uncomfortable onside kick uh, for the Ravens if that then plays out. So uh, don't go away yet. The Chargers are still completely in charge, uh, and, I, and I love their chances, but – uh, my gosh, I mean, a few minutes ago, this felt like we were in, you know, we were in blowout mode. They have to score. They have to score quickly here. This can't be a long, drawn-out uh, fourth, you know, on fourth and short, are they going to make it? You know, whatever it may be, they need to get in the end zone, and it has to be in a play or two, and they have to survive potentially without burning any timeouts. If they then score, they have to recover an onside kick. Is, is it possible? Yeah, it's possible, but is it likely? No, it's not. But what we've seen is a Baltimore Ravens staff who stuck with Lamar Jackson, even though it may at a moment for some time during this game look like the world was asking for a Joe Flacco appearance in a game 
they that, that we all deemed winnable at, at a certain point. I, so, I, I think this, this sends a very strong message to the Ravens fan base. Lamar Jackson is our future. This is undisputable. Correct. Although, i tell you what the new question will be if this plays out the way it likely is, which is that the Ravens are going to put a little scare in the Chargers to probably still walk out of here with the victory. Um, I know the way fans think, and I know it's not this simple, uh, but it is a fair question. People are going to ask, why did you have the cap on the bottle for the first three quarters if Lamar can come out and do this? In other words, I will go back to my third and four play call when the Ravens settled for three. Uh, by the way, I do believe after oh, wow. review, this is going to be called a touchdown for Michael Crabtree. Yeah. That's what it certainly looks like. But with all that said, if the Ravens had been a little bit more aggressive with their play calling in the first half, might we be in a different situation right now? Well, you know, the the pacing, the tempo of this offense, I think is really what I'm concentrating on. And that comes down to play calling as well. A play caller controls the tempo the offense operates at. Why didn't they mix in some hurry up at some other point in the game? I get it. You're not in a rush. The game was under control, but the offense was completely ineffectual. You You weren't even scoring points. So if you have an opportunity maybe to mix up the pace, the timing of things, run a first down play, it can be a zone read. But then give Lamar Jackson the reins to run some of the plays at the line of scrimmage to maybe shake things up for the Chargers defense who was basically aligning in whatever they thought was the best rush, the best blitz, the best coverage, and attacking your rookie. I I, I do think it comes back to play calling in a way, especially now seeing how effective – offensively they've been in the in the late fourth quarter all right here comes the call from the official after a lengthy review um again 23 10 chargers minute 57 to go in the end zone this is going to be a touchdown so here we have it it is about to be 23 to 16 with an extra point on the way with old reliable so let's play this out uh the way that uh it it, it could go here if it's 23 to 17 we're then going to have, and by the way, they put two more seconds back on the clock, so 159 to go. Uh, the, the Ravens will onside kick here, but even if they don't get it, this could end up being scary for the Chargers because even if they don't get it, the Ravens still have two timeouts, two stoppages of the clock. If the Chargers do not get a first down, the Chargers could bring the clock likely down to about a minute, but then the Ravens will get it back with a minute to see if they can go get a game-winning touchdown this was unthinkable 15 minutes ago. It is 23-17. The extra point is good. And hold on for dear life, Chargers fans, all seven of them out there, know darn well, along with Phillip Rivers, what they're facing. This is something that this organization has faced many times in its history, and it feels oh so familiar right now yeah there's no question about it this game is not out of reach for the Ravens and you can actually see with a coy smile Joe Flacco maybe you know in an odd sense a little proud of what Lamar Jackson has been able to do over the past two drives consecutive drives two consecutive touchdown throws by Jackson uh so you have Marty Morningweg who's the offensive coordinator for the Ravens and everybody on social media and even our commentary was Jackson is is having a hard time against this defense. Jackson this, Jackson that. You know, there was even some calls for Flacco. Now you start thinking, man, you know, just a change of pacing, and all of a sudden this looks like a different game. I didn't see light years of difference between what the Chargers were doing 
uh, from a defensive standpoint than they were earlier in the game. They didn't go into a full prevent. They were rushing only four. They were running coverage, less pressures. But still, Lamar Jackson was with a wide-open offense was orchestrating. They should have gone to that sooner. Should they onside kick here? Or from a field position standpoint, do you kick it deep and just hope your defense, yeah, there it goes, yeah. they're going to kick this deep. Justin Tucker has never converted an onside kick in his career. 0 for 12, Chargers catch it behind Travis Benjamin. He'll slide to the 21. That is where the Chargers take over. 156 to go. Baltimore two timeouts. Now with the field position being where it is, if they can stop the Chargers from getting a first down, they stand to get the ball back. You know, in decent field position with about a minute to go, it's on Phillip Rivers to get 10 yards. It's a huge drive. And I, if I were the Chargers, if I was Ken Wisenhunt, offensive coordinator for the Chargers, I'd change nothing. Yeah. I would do exactly what I was doing earlier. I would mix in the passes. I wouldn't just stick with the run. That has been effective in places, but it hasn't, what ha- it hasn't been what has been most effective in, in, in between the 20s on the field. Gordon on first down will gain about two. Um, got to be very careful if you throw a pass here, though, because there's no wiggle room. You've got to burn both of their timeouts. And then if you throw on third down and it's incomplete, you're handing Lamar 40 seconds. Yeah. That yeah. is so scary. No, you know, you, 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 off of a timeout or with one remaining, you absolutely need to have a possession in order, you know, so I wouldn't mind the third down throw or an easy completion for a second down pass. But yeah, you make a good point there. At very least, at very least, you need to burn both their timeouts before you get off the field. So they'll likely do that here on second down. If you want to give Phillip an opportunity to throw the ball on third, it's one of those where, hey, grizzled vet, if you don't know that you can complete it, fall down. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, so here's the second down play. It will be a handoff to Gordon. He will gain about a yard and a half. Call it two. Third and six coming up. Minute 47, Ravens use their last timeout. Smart play there. And then again, to your point, and and for anybody paying attention to the situation, with Rivers on third down, no timeouts for the Ravens, you, you need to be all in his ear saying, look, if it isn't open, don't just throw it away. Get what you can and get, and get, get sacked. <laughs> And because you just got to keep this clock moving. You know, I don't even know if I'd throw the ball here. I I still, you still got to keep in your mind, even based on what's just happened, that on the other side, if you don't get a first down here, on the other side is a full length field, a minute and no timeouts for a rookie in his eighth game. And I still like my chances. So, uh, but a minute 47 versus a minute is such a huge difference. Uh, let's see what they do. Third and six from their own 26. It will be Rivers in the gun. However, Gordon is in the backfield with him. Long count for Rivers. He'll take this shotgun. He will hand to Gordon, who has some room. He's got wow. a first, but there's a flag. There's a flag, and the Chargers are going to get hit with a hold. Oh, no. They're going to get hit with a hold. I'll tell you what's actually – I mean, if you want a silver lining, is that's going to take a handful of seconds off the clock, and now you run another play – with no timeouts. Uh, Russell Okung is the one who's going to get hit. He's got the look on his face, incredulous, like, what are you talking about? However, at full speed, it did look like a good grasp that he had. We'll take a look at the replay, but the Chargers are going backwards 10 yards. Here's our replay. What do you see? 
Well, so you look at number 76, and this is an outside zone play. Uh, it's a, a sweep action by Melvin Gordon. I, I gotta, don't like the I got, call. I got to tell you. I don't like it at all. He turned in to seal off a, 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 a scraping defender trying to fight his way laterally to the sideline to give pursuit, and it was ticky-tacky at best. I don't, I don't throw the flag there, not in a game this close, because you can call a hold on every single play. Right. Trust me. Look at the offensive line play. They're holding every single play. Um, okay, so now it's third and fifteen. You really can't throw because there's no, there, there's just nothing good that comes out of it. Yeah, at I this mean point. you're you're not going to throw the ball downfield, and now the Ravens know that, and so uh, you're you're basically uh, it boils down to here's another look at it. Well, now that no, that's not angle. it's not a hold. Camera it's just angle. not a hold. It's a guy that went. It's a pancake. Well, I mean, he took a guy off of his feet. <laughs> Uh, that's not a hole. I'll tell you, I just I don't know I don't know if I call that play because I I don't think that tackler that defender had an opportunity to make the tackle. That too. It's just it's just too far from the action. So you have the Ravens right now playing picket fence coverage right at the first down marker because the Chargers are going to throw it here. Whoa, they're going to throw and they do complete, but it's short of the first down. Wow, I don't know what that was about it does give you some room it gives you some more field position yards he threw it over the middle uh to his tight end and so tick 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 they'll kick this one away and the ravens will have a little bit actually it looks like less than a minute uh most likely right now the uh, clock ticking at 115 and uh the uh, play clock is about five seconds ahead of it so uh more coming up. We'll have the final drive for the Ravens in a moment right here on Red Zone Radio, Fox Sports Radio. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events... You'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare getting ready to take on spring make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools from hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. 
From a car landing on a roof to a car landing in a pool, we've covered it. Talk to farmers. We know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. Second play of the final drive for Lamar Jackson. He is stripped by Nuosu. Melvin Ingram recovers. Ball game. Fruit Cup, Chargers win 23-17. They will survive and move on. And so the fourth quarter felt somewhat chargery, as they call it. Yeah, wow. Uh, because they uh, they allowed a game that was not a game to become a game. But in the end, I do think there are a lot of positives uh, that the Chargers can pull from their performance today, starting with, of course, the win. And uh, I I think that they're the Patriots are going to get everything they can handle next week. Yeah, I, I actually don't question that at all. This is a team that is confident on the road. They've now beaten Seattle in Seattle. They've beaten the Chiefs at Arrowhead on Thursday night. They've beaten the Steelers at Heinz Field on Sunday night football. The Titans in England and the Baltimore Rang- uh, Ravens in the postseason in Baltimore. In Baltimore. <laughs> I mean, I, I look, I show me a more impressive road resume ever in recent memory ever. or ever. When is that? I mean, obviously, we don't have all that in front of us, but when has anything like that ever happened? This team is nine and oh when they get on a plane yeah. and they've played uh, a, a list of, of some of the best teams in all of the NFL and they've won them all. I, I am uh, I'm really impressed with what they've been able to do, because, again, this season started for them after a difficult end to last year. They they missed the playoffs just barely. They needed that big win at Arrowhead, came up short, and had an opportunity, had a look at the playoffs, and it didn't pan out after an 0-4 start. I mean, they were the laughing stock of the league. They had just moved from Santa City that a lead writer there in Bill Plasky wrote, we don't want you when they move. <laughs> and so, and look, you Still know, to way. Bill's credit and, and to Los Angeles a confusion, the Chargers are there, and, and it doesn't seem to be resonating. But the players on the field, Anthony Lynn, the coordinators in Wisenhunt offensively and Bradley defensively, they have really just sort of had that, we're going to win these games, it's just us against the world mentality, and they've shown it this season. They put all those pieces together, they've stayed healthy, this is a durable team, and they've actually overcome some significant injuries, both on defense and offense. Boys and girls, if you're watching, <laughs> this this AFC divisional playoff game between the Patriots and the Chargers is much to watch. Oh, gosh. And I, I don't – listen, I don't think Chiefs and uh, Colts is, is that far off from it either. Uh, I saw some people throw this out there um, earlier in the game when it just started to look like the Chargers might win. Can you ever think – of a juicier set of four quarterbacks to go to a conference final four, Tom Brady, Phillip Rivers, Andrew Luck, Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> I mean <laughs> it feels it feels too good to be true. I, I and I remember beginning of the season, a lot of people were talking about the NFC side, how exciting the quarterback lineup was for for the NFC. And here we are down the stretch and it feels like the AFC are the storylines we're really getting excited for. So, yeah, the, I, look, the right team won today. Yes. Quite frankly, yes. I mean, the Chargers are a better team than the Baltimore Ravens. I, I felt that way when they played each other in L.A. Uh, I just I just, I, I think they're more talented across the board. 
they needed to have a win where they put it all together and played clean because the Ravens are that ultimate, we're going to let you make all the mistakes team. And today, they made all the mistakes in the Ravens. The Chargers played a relatively clean game, made plays in special teams. It got close because I think the Ravens finally found their stride offensively, which is a head-scratcher because the play calling from the standpoint of the offensive side of the ball – I would have I would have opened up the playbook earlier in this one to see if Lamar Jackson had any up tempo hurry up stuff. Yeah, a lot of offenses do that. They stuck with the huddle stuff all game long. Well, you just to me in the first half the Ravens played, and I don't like to use the word scared. I don't think the Ravens were scared to be there. Yeah, I just think that they tried too hard to prevent their quarterback from committing turnovers, which by the way he ended up doing anyway. They fumbled a bunch of times. He turned one of them over there at the end. He was intercepted once today. He did those things anyway. Um, and so uh, I, I just think you're just like, look, you got to dance with the date you brought. And if you're going to turn the team over to Lamar Jackson, you got to let Lamar Jackson try to do some things. And if he makes mistakes, deal with it. But you can't prevent him from making big plays, which in the end he started to do uh, too little too late. Chargers win 23-17. Let's start to get ready for – uh, the Eagles and the Bears, which starts now in 10 minutes. Let's get David Gascon in here for a run around everything that's going on. Take a breath, Dave. How Man, we doing? <laughs> I'm happy that it was a game. Yeah. It was oh, yeah. just unfortunate. It took Whoa. so long to get us there. Yes, it did. Take a, a moment. <sighs> but it was 23-3, Los Angeles out in front of Baltimore. Or Ravens came back. Yeah. <laughs> San Diego. Sorry. Yeah. San Diego Chargers. Yeah, you're, you're, you're saying how how is the 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 temperature down there right now? Uh, it's 50, a little 50? chilly. It's raining. Yeah. Uh, oh right my now. god. <laughs> literally, I meant figuratively. No, yeah. they're, they're, oh, got it. Okay, there's still a lot of everything. Yeah. Uh, but is, when the team gets good, people are going to start watching and cheering again. The, right. the, I would say the prevailing thought. Rich, back me on this. The prevailing thought is. Most people are watching and rooting, but there's a bittersweetness to it of how cool would this be if it were still happening here? Yeah, yeah. That That's is, the number one thought they, on the they, board. Their viewership ratings dropped off about half, you know, from when they were in San Diego till now when they're in L.A. for the past two seasons. So it, it, that there's an attrition rate. But among the people who are still rooting for the Chargers, you can't find a single one of them who wouldn't feel it, it would be more sweet if this was all sure. still happening sure. in San Diego. And yeah. there's a couple of bars I know down in PB that are Boston-based just from the transplants. Huh. So I know they're geeked up about this match. Those will be no interesting question. places to be next weekend. <laughs> exactly. Right up in Garnett, right? <laughs> Anyways, we'll tell you how they got their Ravens and Chargers wrapping up. Second and ten, Jackson to throw. Oh, the ball is stripped from him. Loose ball. Back at the 30-yard line. The Chargers say they have it, and the Chargers do. And that will bring the Ravens' season to a conclusion. Ravens Radio Network, Melvin Ingram in the ballgame had seven tackles, two sacks, two tackles for a loss, a strip, and also a fumble recovery. He's one of the many players of this ballgame. Chargers win it 23-17, to and they will score off against the New England Patriots in Foxborough next week. Guys, a couple of notes here from the NFL research team. Chargers are 0-7 against Brady and the Patriots, including postseason play with Rivers at quarterback. Rivers' lone win against New England came back in 2008 when the starting quarterback was one, formerly of USC, Matt Castle. Wow. Wow. 
Yeah, what? I mean, that doesn't necessarily shock me. Well, they were 0-1 against Lamar Jackson, too. Oh, knock it off. So, you <laughs> knock know, it off. things like that change sometimes. You never you know. know. <laughs> just say it. Oh, they were 0 for Lamar until today. <laughs> so, oh, man. Well, guys, we're about 10, 10 minutes away from kickoff in Chicago. We get the Bears and the Philadelphia Eagles. As you mentioned earlier, Mark Trey Burton's not going to be playing in this ball game. Again, kickoff time is at 440 Eastern, 140 Pacific. In college basketball today, Marquette beat up on Xavier 70-52, Dayton over Richmond 72-48. In the NBA, Raptors guard Kyle Lowry expected to play today against the Pacers. Kawhi Leonard is out. He'll get some rest. Lakers getting trashed right now in Minnesota 53-39. Clippers losing at home to Orlando 47-45. Back to Mark and Rich in just 10 seconds, but before we do all of that... A word from farmers. From a dog accidentally flooding a living room to a dog taking a joyride, we've covered it. Talk to farmers. We know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance, Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. Oh, I did it. Stuck it again. Oh, <laughs> man. I tell you what. Four for, that'll, that'll change a batting average. You go out and go four for four. You get uh, you get a 9.4 from the Russian judge. I yep. appreciate that. Yeah. Yep. I'm going to yeah. check my exit velocity on that one, though. <laughs> but, guys. It was fast. <laughs> Back to you. Enjoy All right. it. All right. Great stuff today. Live Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with GEICO. Go to GEICO.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Okay, so we talked earlier about Phillip Rivers not really having a signature moment in his career. Uh, can that happen on wild card weekend? I mean, was this where, – where does, where does today fall uh, among all of his – accomplishments you know what i i think it's probably look he's started now nine playoff games this was his 10th one and for philip rivers sake i i wouldn't yeah i and really this is just understanding his legacy as a quarterback i i wouldn't look at this game and say that it is a underwhelming win in any regard it's not that was a great team they just beat to gain entrance into the divisional round but he's had so much postseason success throughout his career. It's been tamped down and really wildly underrated because he hasn't won the big one. You know, you look at a guy like Aaron Rodgers, who also, much like Phillip Rivers this season, when he won his Super Bowl, rode an extremely hot, really talented defense. And Aaron Rodgers won a Super Bowl and Phillip Rivers has not, so forever Aaron Rodgers will be the better quarterback in most people's eyes. Look at their statistics. They're, they're, they're really similar. We give a whole lot more credit to the quarterback who's done it all as opposed to the one who's always sort of been runner-up. And so Phillip Rivers needs to have that crowning achievement, I, even if it's just getting entrance to the Super Bowl, even if it's just getting there. I think, it, it, I, I, I think we'll have now a compilation of games that to choose from for the moment I don't look at this Ravens victory and I see anything more special than, say, what he did in beating Cincinnati on the road in the wild card round in 2013 or or other playoff visits he's had. This next game against yes, the Patriots. that's the opportunity. I, I mean, <laughs> we'll be right here. Keep it glued because that's going. that could very well be history-making. Yeah, that one is going to be amazing next Sunday. The Patriots will host the Chargers. It's on Saturday that the Chiefs will host the Colts. 
Of course, we're not done yet. The Bears are about to host the Eagles. What do you think here? We've actually teased you the last handful of weeks because you have adopted the Bears as if they are your own child. Very strange. You love this team. I know I do. You're sitting in a tree with this team, K-I-S-S-I-N-G-ing with this team. Sure. You love them. <laughs> I do. You love Mitch I, and you love Nagy. I love the Bears. You do. You love the Bears. Stop, Bears. And I'll tell you what. You know, I uh, I started off the show by saying, you know, it's going to be a three-dog night, which was a reference to our pick segment that we do during the week and the three dogs because we added in the national championship game tomorrow night. Yep, yep. Uh, the three dogs that I, I predicted would actually uh, win or at least cover were the Colts, the Chargers, and Clemson. And the only reason I picked Clemson, though, is because it's a rule we root against Saban uh, in our house. That's just the deal. <laughs> okay. uh, but outside of that, I do not I do not see today being an upset. I know Nick Foles uh, has the magic dust. And, uh, and something's going on there with the Eagles. They just have a hippity hop in their step that's not there with Carson Wentz. They've got some good memories, but I think it's important to remember a couple of things. Nick Foles in the playoffs last year uh, never played a road game uh, because it was two home games and a neutral site game, all in a, and the neutral site obviously controlled weather environment. Uh, now you're on the road in January in Soldier Field against the NFL's top defense. This is just a different assignment today. Yeah, the, and the Bears are a different kind of team at home than they are on the road, and quite frankly, they were pretty good on the road too, so this is going to be a challenge for any team facing them. Uh, the, the Bears, they're, they're, they're a complete team, and what I mean by that is, yes, everybody gets excited about their defense, and they should. Khalil Mack is a problem, and Akeem Nicks, uh, uh, Hicks up front – is a problem, and Roquan Smith is a problem, and you can go throughout uh, their entire defense secondary with Amukamura. They, they've they've got so many difficult aspects to go against offensively, and they play such pressing, turnover-driven defense as well. They they really are ball hawks. That that gets a lot of press and publicity, and also perfect city for it. That's a city that really wraps their arms around the brand of defensive football, Chicago. You know, let's get it done on that side of the ball. You got Erlacher, you know, the, the the shadows casted over this program with Dick Buckus. Yeah, sure. But offensively, Matt Nagy has taken all the pieces that were in place not just a year ago, added Trey Burton, and sprinkled star stuff on Mitchell Trubisky and is running the Chiefs offense that has done so well for them uh, down in Kansas City and it's really, really transformed things. They play tremendous complimentary football. I will say this as we are getting ready to take our first look at this game in Chicago. A lot of talk this week going into Wild Card Weekend about the quarterbacks, all three at home, who would be playing their first playoff game. The first two have both lost. Yep. Is Mitch going to buck the trend? Let's get into that coming up next. Red Zone Radio, Fox Sports Radio. From a hot air balloon landing on a car to a load of concrete falling on one, we've covered it. Talk to farmers. We know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. Well, okay, Philly, Philly. Nick Foles going right down the field on an opening drive. However, loss of two for Darren Sproles. On that last play, second and, well, call it 13. Second and 13, but the Eagles on the outskirts of the red zone, 23-yard line on an impressive opening drive for Nick Foles, who, as you would expect, like, I don't know how the Eagles are going to do today, but Nick Foles is not going to look rattled. 
what are you going to throw at him now after what happened last year that's going to rattle Nick Foles? So he looks very comfortable. And the Eagles, as many of us have noticed, suddenly look a little bit more upstart with Nick Foles, and it's led to a nationwide debate on Foles versus Wentz, what to do going forward. Bucky Brooks made an interesting point to me yesterday, said what he thinks it is is the Eagles almost suffer from overconfidence when Carson Wentz is in there. Doug Peterson, with an open playbook, is in a much more go for it, go for it, go for the big, go for the big every time. When Foles comes in, they settle into a take-what-the-defense-gives-you mode, which is more effective. That is not shocking in the least bit. You see, to me, what happens I, – look, everybody driving around listening to the sounds of our voices, you know this about yourself, too. It certainly is true with me. When you're given an, uh, an unlimited amount of time to work with, an unlimited budget, as many resources as you need, when you're not given any boundaries, don't you find yourself procrastinating? Don't you find yourself getting oh. distracted? Don't you find yourself being less effective than you are when somebody gives you a deadline? When somebody gives you boundaries, a budget, when somebody says, I need this and I need it this way. Foles gives you limitations, but at the same time, he gives you a box to operate in. Bucky's right. Sometimes the best thing you can give somebody is boundaries, and they operate better. With Carson Wentz, his arm talent, his, his ability to run and evade, all of the playbooks, uh, all the playbook is open to you to run with Carson Wentz. You can you can do planned runs. You can do the RPOs. You can do downfield stuff with with his arm strength. Again, to highlight that, it, when you have Nick Foles, you have to sort of dial it in and take what the defense gives you. And those boundaries may be better for Peterson. So uh, an opening drive field goal for the uh, Philly Eagles there as Foles gets sacked on third down. Jake Elliott from forty three is true. And it is three to nothing. And uh, with that, and the Eagles getting an opening drive field goal, let me throw this at you because moments ago you called the Bears a complete team. They are, except for one thing got a bad kicking game. That's a great point. Cody Parkey has had a very difficult year. And the one thing I'm looking at at this team that obviously can be problematic in the playoffs is when you're playing very good teams and close games, you cannot afford to not make good on your opportunities, and so I love the Bears. I love their defense. I love uh, their their ingenuity on offense, uh, but when it comes down to field goals, I have very little confidence in them, and I wonder if that's not going to bite them here in the month of January. Well, as everybody knows, and everybody knows this, how many games this season have come down to three points where a kicker missed an important kick, where a team elected to go for a two-point conversion or a fourth-down conversion and failed to make yardage or hit pay dirt because their kicking game has been failing them. Now the Bears have survived those struggles and they've kept it close with a lot of teams. But if he had done a better job, they'd have even a higher winning percentage than they did in the first place. And secondarily, this has been a problem that they've even addressed. Matt Nagy would oftentimes throughout the latter half of the season send Parkey to Soldier Field ahead of home games and have him kicking by himself on the uprights He'll see when they go out there on Sundays or Mondays or Thursdays or whatever day of the week they were playing there just to get him more reps. I, look, this is a problem for them, and this could be a close game. I mean, this offense is sure. explosive. There's no doubt about it. Philadelphia Eagles have pretty good defense. 
If this gets close, that's a huge concern for the Bears. The Philadelphia Eagles have an interesting defense. It's a good defense in spots. They're a little bit challenged in the secondary. secondary yep. I don't Injuries, know, though, yeah. but if the Bears defense is, or the Bears offense is the kind that really challenges your secondary. So, in that respect, maybe a decent matchup for the Eagles. Well, I, I will say this. They can stretch the field when needed. Uh, you know, they have playmakers down the field. and, and with tr- I will say this, though. Uh, you, you you can get a little one-dimensional use, use of the run game and then deep play action if you are limited by Trey Burton's injury, which they will be. He's sure. inactive for the day. So a lot of the intermediate routes, the security blanket routes, the outlet routes that are available over the middle of the field that Burton is open for, uh, they're not going to be there. Eh? Or unless you have your second-team tight end who's going to be able to – I think it's Shireen – who's going to be available for those plays. I don't know how much Trubisky, uh, you know, how in sync they are. So we'll see as the Bears offense takes the field for the first time. All right, so here comes Mitch Trubisky and the play calling of Matt Nagy, which has had so many compliments this year. You think about Nagy, you think about Sean McVay with the Rams, and even though he lost his quarterback, a lot of people put Kyle Shanahan in that mix as these three young NFC uh, play callers that just they just turn their quarterback into a different human being. Yeah, uh, yeah. that's that that's what people say about them. Um, so so what kind of a game plan uh, are are you expecting today from Nagy? Well, from Nagy, what I'm going to do is get him comfortable to start the game. I think the mistake that a lot of offensive coordinators can make is they got pie in their eye thoughts like, well, we're going to attack them early and deep, and we're going to get those big chunk plays. Keep it closer to the line of scrimmage. Let this kid get comfortable in this moment and then see if you can't start testing the defense a little bit deeper. And so I'm expecting to see a lot of crossing routes, a lot of stop routes, a lot of matriculating the ball down the field with short passing and the run game. And then once the defense starts closing in on the line of scrimmage, then test the defense deep. Don't let him make the mistake that cost the game early on. Let him have some some warm-up, so to speak. His first throw is a completion for a first down on second and four. That one will go for five yards to Taylor Gabriel. So the Bears off to a, a comfortable start as well. And I'll say this, this was true in Baltimore, and it's true in Chicago as well today. When we think about January playoff games, these stadiums do not look like what we're used to seeing. Man, they are clean. The field is clean. The sky is clean. And, and everybody is able to operate and do their stuff. Yeah, it, it is a little odd, isn't it? And here we go. You know, the trickery is coming out of the book with the Chicago Bears offense. They have a, a, a quick fake handoff with the underneath shovel pass to the tight end, a la Kansas City Chiefs' Andy Reid offense. You see that all the time, especially near the goal line with Travis Kelsey. So they are doing their stuff here. They're keeping it close to the line of scrimmage, like I said they might might try to do. Second and four is going to be a handoff that's going to lose a couple of yards. That one went to Tariq Cohen. Uh, the Bears, fresh off the uh, memory of, uh, of a really good day from their running game oh, in Minnesota yeah. last week. They were able to control the clock. They were able to really humiliate the Vikings offensively. That defense, they played up, and the Bears' offense just did what they needed to do, control the clock, run the ball, and and they had success that way. Yeah, it bodes well for Soldier Field in January, too. Stephen Ephraim will take you the rest of the way for this one. Uh, I'll talk to you when Brady plays Rivers next Sunday. That's How right. about that? Yeah. Oh, okay, I'll sign up for that.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen and with resi priority notify and global dining access through my amex platinum card Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 